Hey, I'm Clayton. And I'm Sean. And we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies and we love talking about movies. And after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. What did you pick out for us to watch this week, Clayton? Only the most amazing Scottish zombie Christmas musical ever, Anna and the Apocalypse. I love this movie. <laughs> I know. It's so wonderful. And we've also got a very special returning guest to help us out with this one today. You might remember him from our episode on Twilight. We've got Sean from Review It Yourself. Thank you for coming. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, we're so glad to have you again. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Slightly better pick a film this time. <laughs> yes, it is a much better film this time. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. So, uh, my Sean, what about you? What's your relationship to this movie? Uh, So, I mean, I... Well, you forced me to see it, so. <laughs> um, yes, you were like, you have to watch this movie, and I finally listened to you and watched it, and it was about two and a half years ago, three probably. I think I saw. I know it's twenty seventeen, so it's been about five years now, but I saw it probably about three to three years ago and just fell in love with it and it's been one of my favorite christmas movies ever since i just love this film like absolutely as you should so i'm gonna ask you three you three including me um would you guys recommend this uh sean guest sean you go first oh absolutely uh i love zombie films and there's so much dross out there. Um, this is absolutely brilliant. I've never, I can't believe, I've never seen it before. Uh, but when I was doing a bit of research, it wasn't wasn't released in the UK at all. Didn't go to cinemas. Didn't go to streaming. Nothing. Given it was Scott, given it was made in Scotland, don't really understand it. But I suppose it happens. Um, so that I think that's why. That's why so I just I loved it. Never heard of it before. Never seen it. Not even seen a trailer. Don't know how it passed me by, but I absolutely loved it. It's um, one of those word of mouth movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And it is. It's one of those, like, I I remember hearing about it and I was like, oh, zombie musical comedy. Okay. Well, that, that, that sounds fun. Like, um, and then just, it was one of those, it was kind of on the back burner for me. And after that, I was like, and then Clayton watched it and was like you have to watch this <laughs> and after that i was like yep okay yeah i understand it i get it i love it <laughs> yeah i obviously would recommend this a hundred percent since i picked it but i love it it's in my christmas lineup every year i don't always just watch it at christmas uh i also would love to de dedicate this episode to my friend james whom we love, just as he is. Uh, we met in a horror queers group, actually, when The Quarry came out, because we were both playing it and needed to talk about it, and then we became friends, and according to him, he loves this movie more than anyone else in the world. Big statement, Did you just... but... Did you just Bridget Jones quote? <laughs> I did. I did start that out with a Bridget Jones quote, because... I can't just be like, do so-and-so without adding just how she is. So I 
<laughs> try not to give toasts or anything very often. Um, but James, this one is for you, buddy. I hope we do it justice. Uh, we so, love you just the way you are. Yeah. Yes. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> so there are several different versions of Anna and the Apocalypse floating out around out there. Do you know which one you watched? Guest Sean? Uh, yes, I watched the Festival Cut um, because I paid to watch this through YouTube. Um, okay. And it's 108 minutes, so I think the longest version you can get, barring the Blu-ray Director's Cut, apparently. Or is it... No, not Blu-ray. Or is it, is it HD or 4K? I think there's, a, there's an extended one, I think. I read. Maybe that's the one I saw because Shudder right now has what is displayed as the UK slash international cut, which is 98 minutes-ish. But when you click on it, it's 108 minutes. And so I was like, oh, it's the festival cut that like nobody's seen. I did not watch it on Shudder, however, because I watched it at a friend's house who totally legally downloaded it, 100% legal. And it was the 108 minute it just said extended cut and because it was 108 minutes i was like oh that's the festival cut i'll just watch that here and watch the 93 minute us cut to compare it you know later sean as you already told me off mic watched the us version and the shutter version but when we were talking about this our versions did not add up so I feel like all of us watched different versions of this, and the only one we missed was the UK slash international version that is 98 minutes. So we have a lot of versions covered. Awesome. Which one did you like better, Sean, since you watched uh, two versions of it? So I actually enjoyed the version on Shutter better. Um, it was a bit longer. It's got longer takes. Um, and it kind of builds the characters a little bit more and the situation they're in. And I just, I really enjoyed it. Cause I, I just like 10 minutes, like probably an hour ago, finished watching the U S version. Cause I, of course I bought this after I saw it because I was like, yep, no, this is one that has to go in the library. Same. And, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I, so I watched the, the version that was on shutter last night and then i was watching it again today and we were talking about it and i was like oh i guess i need to watch the u.s version to see what's the differences and yeah i the shutter version i really enjoyed i think it's a little like it's longer um there's an entire song that's added in as opposed to the u.s version which it's not my favorite song in the musical but it does it 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 does work in the context of the movie for me and it's just, I think it gives you a little bit more towards who the characters are and a little bit of character beats and so little funny moments that I think were cut out. Okay. The longer version I saw, which I will have to watch the Shutter version literally as soon as we finish recording because I'm so curious. I did not care for it as much. And I will get into those reasons why during the episode. But anyway... Do you guys have quick thoughts on the movie before we really dig into the meat of things? Yeah, I don't, uh, sorry. I, I, my thoughts on it were, it's like a, it's like a British version of a high school musical, crossed with kind of Shaun of the Dead. It's it's 
it's quite a strange mix, but it somehow works. And it also feels a little bit amateurish, not in a bad way, but you know, when they're kind of dancing in the, in the, in the, you know, the, or you guys would call it a cafeteria, the dancing where you have your lunch and there, it looks kind of a little bit like a lot of kids that age would be. If you were like, right, you need to get up, dance on mm-hmm. the table, even to the point where like, you know, the knobheads, the, the kind of the, the, you know, Nick's group, one of them starts to dance and he gets like pulled back. Like, what are you doing? Like, sit down. We don't do that. <laughs> uh, which I thought was really good. Uh, so yeah, I, w- I thought it was, I was sold on the trailer. Clayton posted out, um, hope you don't mind me saying Clayton saying something like, Oh, we might need an emergency guest. First off, it was Clayton and Sean. And it was, I was like me, me. And then when I saw the trailer, I was even more like, I think I messaged Clayton. Like I have to, I want to do this. I want to do this. I don't so, think I've ever actually even watched the trailer for it. Like I heard about it and I was just like, this sounds awesome. I have to see it. And I think it was on like Amazon prime or something. And I watched it and I was just like, I need to own this and bought it. And I've tried to get people to watch it ever since. And so far, I think everyone I've shown it to has been like, this is awesome. And has added it into their Christmas movie rotation. <laughs> what about you, Sean? Uh, I think I think Sean said it perfectly. Like it is High School Musical meets Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> um, but it yeah. has a lot of heart, like like Shaun of the Dead has. And I, I really I just I really enjoy this movie. It's a movie where I like every character, like in some way, shape, or form. Like and one of those you're you you're rooting for all of these people. There's not a single character in this except for the principal, but we'll get into him. Um, who I'm just like I want to see get eaten, <laughs> which is right. not something I can always say about every zombie film. Usually I'm just like just eat them already, please, like just be done. Yeah, zombie isn't my favorite genre of horror, but I will say. I love a good premise, and this movie has an amazing premise. And I'm just a sucker for a fun R-rated musical. And yeah, I think this is amazing. It's brilliant. I love it. So are you all ready to actually get into this movie? And there will be spoilers. I know it's from 2017, but it's a not super well-known outside of very specific circles, <laughs> even though it should be. It's a shame. Damn shame. Yes seriously this should be such a christmas classic in my opinion like it really should be (laughs) i would go so far to say that it is a christmas classic people just don't know that yet (laughs) it's gonna be retro it'll be retroactive like the like how now die hard is considered a a christmas movie we're gonna have the same thing happen in like a year or two it's gonna be like anti the apocalypse one of the greatest christmas movies you'll ever see <laughs> yeah yeah people have a hard time with musicals and some people have a hard time with horror so it's kind of a weird sell but i i don't know i feel like even if you didn't like those things it's so charming how could you not love it but anyway so a little bit of production it was written by alec Mc- Alan McDonald and directed by John McPhail. And it was adapted from a short film called Zombie Musical from 2011 that was written and directed by Ryan McHenry. And the film was dedicated to him, but he died unfortunately in 2015 and did not get to see it. So it is very sad. It's got a pretty fun cast. They're not super well known, but they are wonderful. Wonderful. 
perfectly cast. We've got Ella Hunt as the titular Anna. We've got Malcolm Cumming playing her best friend, John. We've got Sarah Swire playing kind of a, maybe the MVP of the movie, Steph. MVP. Absolute MVP. Yeah, <laughs> sarcastic, <laughs> wonderful Steph. Uh, we've got Christopher Lebeau playing Chris, absolute sweetheart. We've got Marley Sue playing his girlfriend, Lisa. We've got Ben Wiggins playing the cat of the film, Nick. We've got Mark Benton playing Anna's father. And Paul Kay plays Principal Savage. And he also played Thoros of Mir in Game of Thrones, if he looks familiar to you. Because most people in the world, I feel like, watched Game of Thrones and would recognize him in this very off-character role. In which, spoiler alert... He also was killed by zombies in Game of Thrones, albeit by a zombie bear. Uh, Steph is definitely the MVP of this movie for me. I love Steph. Um, she's one of my favorite characters of, like, really kind of ever. I just like her her curt ways and her slightly awkwardness. And yet she's hilarious and just perfectly sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Also, she has the best voice. <laughs> you said Clayton earlier on about the um, the principal playing like an off character. Actually, for 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 that character, maybe not for American audiences, but for for British audiences, he's known for playing very offbeat characters, very similar to how he plays in this. So he was oh, in really? uh, he was in. Uh, what was he in? He was in um, Afterlife, the Ricky Gervais Netflix show, playing a psychiatrist, uh, psychotherapist. Uh, I don't know how you say it all there. Uh, and he, um, like, and he was ex- pretty much very, very similar to how he plays in this. He's been in a lot of British things. He's one of those actors that you see, and it's like, oh, it's him again. So it wasn't completely off piste for him. But I, t- I guess if you're American or like over that side, yeah. you've only seen him in kind of. Game of Thrones, and it's very like, oh, what's yeah, this? that's the only Whereas thing from... I'd seen him in was Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, then, you know, then yeah, it'd be very odd, but for me, it was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, him again. <laughs> so I was very shocked to see him in that kind of role. <laughs> that's kind of how you felt seeing him in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, he's doing something serious, but no, yeah, watching Game of Thrones and then this was just so odd. Um, so I imagine for across the pond it was the exact opposite experience <laughs> that must have been fun yeah yeah it was it when i saw him i thought oh it's him and then anna's dad um is played by mark benton who comes from the same parts the same region of the country that i come from so it's always nice to see him flying the flag um and he's he's just great in everything he's in in my opinion so yeah he, he he's been in a lot of things an awful lot of things as well so lovely to see them well, you're a movie podcaster, so your opinion on things matters. <laughs> uh, I'm English. Well. <laughs> film. Film. But yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> so you guys want to get into the actual movie now? Please. Let's do it. <laughs> so I think we're going to have to talk about the music. It is an original musical after all. So maybe kind of go through this song by song plot beats and... Also, just got to give a shout out to Roddy Hart and Tommy Riley, who wrote the music for this movie, because honestly, fantastic. How they have not 
gone on to create something like La La Land, you know, I, don't, I will never understand. But Did anyway. you guys like La La Land? Did you guys like that? Yes. I saw it twice in theaters and cried both times. <laughs> I, couldn't, I, couldn't get a, I couldn't get away with it. Couldn't no. get away with it. But I loved like uh, Sweeney Todd, the demon Barbara Fleet Street, which is kind of similar to this in some ways. Uh, Sondheim is so so different. I loved La La Land to the point that I felt personally up. How upset was I? Like, it was a long time before I forgave Moonlight for winning the Oscar because they announced it wrong that year that La La Land won Best Picture. And then they're like, oh, just kidding. We make the mistake. It's actually Moonlight. And even though Moonlight is a fantastic film, I was very angry for a very long time because I was like, La La Land was the best picture of the year, damn it. <laughs> it's the Oscars. They don't mean anything. I mean, some of the best films ever didn't win a single. I mean, The Shawshank Redemption didn't win an Oscar. All the Oscars I've that year I've never seen The Shawshank to. Redemption. It's unbelievable. You've never seen The Shawshank Redemption? How do I not know that? I started it one time. I own it. I started it one time and thought it was really boring and turned it off and never went back to it. Oh, wow. That's like... Okay. <laughs> you remember how you said your opinion matters as a movie podcaster? Maybe not so much anymore. <laughs> I only watched no, the first few minutes and I, wasn't, I just wasn't in the mood for a, slow, a slower movie. Like, it's right up my alley. I just... Never Trust me. Give, watching it. Give again. it a, give it a try. It's really good. Yeah. Like. Is it sad? Really good. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes and no. So it'll be nice for me. I like to watch sad movies. At Christmas it's a lot time, like this so. movie. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of like this movie. It has hints of both. Like it's it's happy sad, or sad happy. I love that you just compared the Shawshank Redemption. To well, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I just mean like in both of them, there are elements of sadness, and there's also some elements of like happiness or, or joy. Like I feel like that's kind of a lot. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption is kind of the same in that regard. Like in a lot of ways, there's different. It's different, but it's still great. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I always feel really guilty when i have to admit that i have not seen the shawshank redemption <laughs> well to be honest uh, you should be <laughs> I, know. I am i'm properly ashamed about it um so the one weird thing with the u.s cut versus the other versions of the movie you know the opening animated sequence in the u.s version that's the end credits they don't have it as the opening credits and that is the one thing literally the one thing that I think the version that I saw and again I'll have to go watch the version on Shutter because that might be the true festival cut I think that was the best thing about it and I don't know why they changed it from the beginning to the end for the 93 minute cut because otherwise yep. just to throw my opinion out there I thought the 93 minute version was the best although no version of Anna and the Apocalypse is a bad time by any stretch yeah, my cut had the animation at the end, not the beginning. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because um, I loved it. I've got it written at the end of my notes, saying how much I enjoyed it. It was very, you don't see it very often. It was kind of like what they did at the beginning of Grease, which is yeah. my mom's favorite film. And I really enjoy that kind of old style looking. Mm -hmm. It's it's quirky. It's different. It's it's like, oh, we're getting something different. But I think I thought the reason why it was at the end is it kind of 
spoils what happens. It shows them going to the bowling alley, then it shows them going to the school. So it kind of shows kind of the plot of the film a little bit. Mm. But I can, yeah, that... I can see that. I just, with the version that I watched, whatever it was, I'm going to have to do a lot more research after this because now it's like we all watch different ones. Like, what, how did this happen? But it just, I think it kind of really sets the vibe and tone of the movie really well. Like, it's going to be quirky and fun just because the actual opening of the movie, as much as I love it, you know, it's not like, oh, you're in a musical that's going to be silly and funny and also might break your heart a little bit. That's so strange. So, okay. So the U.S. cut has it at the end. The version you watched had it at the end. The one I watched had it at the beginning, and the Shudder version has it at the beginning. But the one you watched Mm -hmm. on Shudder and the one I watched were very, very different. Strange. So, British Sean, did the version you watched in uh, After a Certain Someone Dies and Anna goes on a candy cane rampage was there voiceover during that um i mean we're already in spoilers yes. so it's when john dies. yes yeah. yeah i think so because yeah i can remember because she's saying she's talking about i think so i'm pretty sure sure it did yeah mine had somebody saying like a christmas rhyme or something over top while she's going really angrily killing a bunch of zombies and sean said his version did not have the voiceover and that was one of the things i didn't like i was like man that voiceover really takes away from that moment that's so weird anyway we all watched different versions of this movie i think we all enjoyed them any version of it it's good whatever version you can watch get your hands on it i guess we'll figure out what the differences were through this this will be fun also, Anna and the Apocalypse is a wonderful title of a movie. I mean, doesn't that just sound like something you would want to watch? Like, Anna and the Apocalypse. Yes. A hundred percent. Another weird little thing. The radio at the beginning, you know, when she's in the car and reaches up and turns off the radio. The version I'm used to, they're talking about the government having a pandemic or something and stuff breaking out and she turns it off do you remember what it had in your version because it's just like in the background at the very beginning yeah it cuts off just as it's about to say something about deceased persons or reanimated it cuts off then from what i remember yeah okay and sean tell the people what was on yours Oh, so on the shutter cut, it was all like Nick Moreland, a local Santa Claus, is not going is not going to be able to perform. He's fallen ill with the with the flu or something like that, and then it turns off. At least from what I remember. But now I've seen two versions in less than twenty four hours. <laughs> Maybe they're all melting together for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's something to worry about. Like if you haven't seen the film, go out there, right. like Clayton was saying, go out and find whatever version you can. Because if you're over my side of the pond, um, or Europe, you probably will find the you know the version I had. Um, or if you get a DVD, you might have the ninety three minute or whichever version it was. Uh, if you're over. Clinton and Sean side, then to be fair, you catch whichever one you can. And it doesn't make a massive difference. I mean, I don't know. I've only ever seen the one, so and I loved it. Right. It didn't feel too long. Yeah, it's a fun time. The biggest difference is in 
the cut on Shutter, it has a song that was not in the 93 minute cut or the yeah. so it has there's a song where um the principal and uh anna's dad are arguing like about helping people and they're just like choose a side it's like the i think the song is like which side are you on or something like that mm. and so it they yeah and so they um like that's an entire song that's like not in some of the versions it's not in and mine. that's the biggest in yeah really? so that's yeah so it wasn't in the one i had because i read it in the trivia uh mm-hmm. you know imdb i read it in that trivia but then i never saw it because i do think of the version i watched even though it's longer so it's 137 uh, sorry an hour and 37 minutes so one under eight minutes yeah. you definitely you definitely feel like there's a something missing because it goes from kind of them, I mean, I know it's done for the surprise of what the principal's uh, God, I've been American now. What the head teacher's done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's done for the surprise of like they get there and the zombies and then this, that, and the other. But it felt like there was something missing because like there's no, there was very little argument in my version. It was just um, Mark Benton, uh, you know, and his dad. Uh, was it Danny? Uh, Tony. Saying, Tony, sorry. Dad. Uh, <laughs> it was dad. Uh, yeah. Uh, saying to her, basically, Saying to sorry, saying to the, the deputy head, look, like we we can't leave, like the army's gone, and that was it. So it did feel like there was something kind of missing, or that it was very abrupt, and that it went from they were about to leave, and then they didn't. But I did not care for that song. I was really glad it was gone. I thought it had really fun choreography, but that was it. <laughs> oh, I I like it because it's kind of it is the moral conundrum that you get in zombie movies a lot. Is like wit people like what are we doing like are you helping people or are you just for yourself and i mean like every piece of zombie fiction that is out now has that moral conundrum like the walking dead yeah you know like all of these so it's nice to hear them actually talking about it and then you see that the the pile that are wanting to help people like the group of people that are wanting to help people is a lot smaller than the one that just doesn't care about anyone and you're just like hmm, maybe we should go extinct <laughs> hashtag evac selfies yes hashtag evac selfie yes <laughs> <laughs> that killed me that that's another thing about the film it's very it's very inventive like i've seen a lot of zombie films right far too many we and there's some have. absolute stinkers <laughs> out there and this one is just so inventive just in terms of you know how it plays with those tropes at the beginning anna walks into the school and you hear this like <sighs> and everyone goes oh is it the first zombie and then she turns up and it's this girl with her inhaler like <sighs> like you know um with asthma and you know uh, there's parts later on where just some of the zombie kills, and I didn't think, you know, you see films like Zombieland and the Giorgio Romero films and think, really, they've all been done. But killing a zombie, you know, with a seesaw, uh, kill, killing a zombie with a toilet seat, um, a, a big candy cane. I mean, I, there was some genuinely impressive deaths in this. And I just yeah. thought, I, I thought, respect to it. That's what I mean. I don't, I don't want people to get put off by the fact it's a musical. Like, this film is like a decent zombie film. Even if you, I mean, if you wanted to watch it and skip the musical bits, because there's not loads of musical bits, you could, because there's a decent zombie film in this. Um, I, I, I loved think it. Can you it tell? Would be ruined, but it's just, it's one of those that it crosses a lot of genres. You know, it's a musical, it's a Christmas movie, it's 
a zombie movie and it any of those you know could have failed but it's a good zombie movie it's a good christmas movie it's a good movie about friendship it's a great movie it's a good musical and most musical i mean not a lot of original musicals are that great you know if it's not a broadway transition or something that's been a proven hit you know with the exception of like la la land or the greatest showman a lot of original musicals don't work and this works on every single level and even together I just think it's fascinating. I like it. I I just love this movie. It's and uh, it's <laughs> I just exactly think it's neat. <laughs> I just think it's neat. Um yeah, but the seesaw kill, that was great. Because I just love jobs like ah! it's I wish I could scream like that. The ball the bowling ball in the head as well, where he does it and then he's like like immediately you, throws that. What you'd be like? It's probably more realistic of what people would actually be like. Yeah, right. And so it's and it's funny and it's gross and it's real, genuine, like a human thing. It's I don't know. I love how they balance it all. I think it's great. And it's it's it's. I mean, obviously, it, there's some great. It's the the script sharp as well. Just mm, some of the lines great. in it, like it's like Narnia threw up over Oz. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> The, the, yeah, that like the, de- the deputy head teacher who's just like a reminder that hand sanitizer is your friend. Kissing on the mouth isn't like it's just and it's so funny. That it, it came out in 2017, but I saw it I think in 2020 for the first time, and uh, so it was just really ironic as well, just with all that stuff because you know that's all you were hearing, and it's just. It's fun. I like. I think it'll hold up very well to the test of time. What do you guys think of all the characters and all the intros to them? And I 100% buy them all as, you know, the ones that are supposed to be friends as BFFs and like all their relationships and how they introduce them all. Oh, I love all of them. I, like I said, Steph is my favorite, but like there's not a single character in this movie that I don't love. Like, I think like uh, Lisa who's like you know the sweet sings you know sings the, the best christmas song ever um like she's just she's sweet she and nice and like all she wants is to just make out with her boyfriend and be happy and chris is just wanting to make like movies and he's he's nice and kind of vapid but like sweet and, and like and like they're just nice people like they all feel like they'd be really fun to be friends with and then you get john who's sarcastic and anna who's the strong one and steph who is slow socially awkward and is very much like mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay, okay yeah, then. cool <laughs> like, <laughs> let's see that asshole try and stop this yeah. one <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, and they're all just they're all just real people it feels like like i knew these people like some of these people i'm still friends with in like but i knew them in high school like i, I just i love that <laughs> but they don't just seem like archetypes no like you were saying earlier sean um like how many zombie films do you watch where you genuinely give a shit about all of the characters like it just never happens and the, the characters like the, the story arcs of the characters are, are so well crafted I mean, it has no right to be discovered. This film, it really has like you know, oh. it's no right for it whatsoever. You know, you get um, is it Chris who needs to make the film? Yeah, uh, yes. at the start, the teacher says to him, you know, you this isn't you know, you need to make something you care about. 
And then it turns out at the end with this tragic, you know, when he gets bitten and his girlfriend gets bitten, he's made yeah. a film about his friends because that's what they mean to him. The scene where his grandma's passed away. There's some absolute, like, there's some points in this where I thought this has no right to be this, like, gut-wrenching, like, you know, really kind of an emotional kind of uh, punches all, all the way throughout. Which I just, I thought it wasn't, like, unbelievable to be fair I, I didn't think it was going to be this good i thought it might be all right you know a bit quirky a few songs in there a bit daft didn't expect it to have me caring about these people put it that way it makes me cry every single time yep me too it carries emotional heft and that's such an important thing for like a, especially as a, like a zombie film because most of them you watch and you know everyone's fodder like everyone it like generally you get you you have your main characters and that's it like and that's why i like about this is like there's not i want every single person to make it out of this movie alive just so they could be an Andy and the apocalypse too like that's what i like <laughs> that's what i want like i'm just doing whatever and like you know that i just it, it's one of those it, it just makes it so much harder because you know not everyone's gonna make it like the movie tells you from the beginning like this like this is not your hollywood ending like yeah. kind of movie Banger like do you know song, it's by the way yes yeah. like also we'll get into the music in a second but like that that's my favorite song it's no such thing as a hollywood ending but <laughs> It's uh like you know you know it's not gonna end well for these people, but you want it to. Like I want every time I watch it, I'm just like maybe this time, like maybe they'll make it. <laughs> like, yeah. I know they won't, but I wish they would. I my favorite song was was uh, I don't even think it's technically one of the musical ones. It's um it's where is it Lisa is it Lisa she gets on stage. It does the whole, uh, and it took me a couple of lines to realize what she was singing about. Because you have the penguins, I love the penguins. You have the penguins before it, and the deputy head is just like four weeks of lunchtime rehearsals every day for this. Uh, and then you get the whole uh, uh, penguins, flightless chances. And then she comes on and she starts singing this song. And oh, this is quite cute, kind of a Mariah Carey type song, you know, and then all, all of a sudden, the, the, these lads appear behind them, skimpily dressed, and then it's just like, my chimney needs a good unblocking, come on Santa give it to me, and you're like, what? and you just <laughs> see the head there, just like, oh my god, like, this is filth filth, killed me my, what I wonder is, because he'd been very involved with, you know, the rehearsals and stuff, had she been practicing a different song, and just Oh, I think a hundred percent. Yeah, she totally was singing something like something to the same beat, but she did not have those lyrics. Yeah. Or he's just that clueless. I I could see either one. He, but he didn't seem like the kind of guy that would let that go past him. Also, uh, come on over and unload your sack. Oh, that is <laughs> my favorite. That one. Yeah, that is my <laughs> favorite line of that movie or of that song. <laughs> come on over and unload your sack um, <laughs> and the grandma's just sitting there all happy yeah. and clapping and so cute yeah. <laughs> oh god oh, uh, anyway. i do love that i listen to the soundtrack all the time at christmas i've been listening to it all week like for the podcast but i really just wanted to because i really like it <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I really love, like, the the music in this. Like, every song is really good. Except for, I'm not going to lie, the principal song is the only song that I'm not, like, 
Like, that's the one. That's my least favorite song. But it's still good enough to, like, watch. But just but the, the I, beginning I of this is just but... amazing. <laughs> like, and it just feel like they feel like you're in their heads, but you're, like, in everyone's heads at the same time. Like, it's a shared hallucination of music and i love it <laughs> it reminds me of like the buffy musical it just kind of happens and it's i don't know just like it's not always a musical but it's just this random 24 hours it's a musical yeah. and the beauty of musicals is they don't have to explain themselves it's yeah. just a different world i love the dinner lady in the background just wiping the table she starts to sing that killed me i was laughing my head off but, but speaking of musicals though it's like the scrubs musical did you ever see that episode my musical yes uh where, where there's the they get a patient in who has like a some kind of tumor apparently this is real um they have she has some kind of tumor pressing on a part of her brain and everybody she talks to everybody she sees she imagines it as a song and it's that episode's genius if you've never seen That'd scrubs so Clayton, i'd recommend recommend well she she enjoyed actually there's a bit at the end where she misses the music type thing but it's odds oh, yeah great i have seen a bit of scrubs here and there but it was more on tv when i did not get to watch tv because i was growing up very conservatively christian but i liked it i i don't know if it's something i would enjoy going back and watching because the comedy is very different than what i enjoy now but I will always check out a musical episode of television. I was just going to say, if you watch it for anything, watch it for the janitor and uh, what's his name? Dr. Cox. Like those two are the funniest ones. Yeah. <laughs> it all started with a penny in the door. All that. There's, a, there's also a song that's everything comes, everything comes down to poo from the top of your head to the sole of your shoe. Please want your pinches off a big fat clue by looking at your boo it's and it's all oh done it, it was all it was all done uh, by proper like broadway people because you can oh, tell because when so they do better. all these they do all these choreographed dances and it's like watching a stage it's like watching a stage musical it's absolutely brilliant some of the singing is a little bit ropey well i mean for tv episode musical episodes usually it comes with the territory yeah but great yeah I'll have to check that out. I didn't even know Scrubs had a musical episode, so I might need to watch that today instead of re-watching a different cut of this, which I was totally down to do, or watching a new wave French extremity horror movie that set at Christmas. <laughs> Those were my two plans. But speaking of a stage musical, how much fun would it be to be in a stage musical version of Anna and the Apocalypse. I cannot believe they have not licensed this out to high schools and shit. Like, I think this would do just as well as, he like, it could be a Christmas musical. It's not as bad as, like, Heather's. You wouldn't have to edit it way down for kids. <laughs> maybe the naughty, maybe the It's That Time of Year song might have to be yeah. inside. <laughs> and the, sol the Soldier at War, they do drop the F-bomb. But I think it would be easy to change for, you know, high schoolers or colleges to do. And I, I would kill to be in a stage version of it. I think it'd be so fun. I don't have the dance skills or voice, but I would like to dream. It'd be fun. <laughs> I didn't have either, and I still did a musical. So, you know, it, you don't need you, you don't need Yeah. What was what it? Were you in? So, uh, it was Annie. I, I did. Uh, and I played... Nice. Uh, I played Rooster, so I got to do Easy Street, which is pretty... I can't sing. But thankfully, oh. the two lasses that were with me could sing. So my kind of horrendous voice was uh, 
was was uh, was lost amongst beautiful voices. So that's so fun. I did two musicals in high school. I was in Godspell as part of the chorus, and then um, I was Snip in Little Shop of Horrors. So the guy that has him sign his sign the contracts. <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to. Do, I've always wanted to do Oliver. Always, even even now, if some if if it was like a production done and they wanted, I'd be like me. I I, I always wanted to do Oliver. Love that musical. Absolutely love that. I don't think Oliver's musicals great. get any better. Personally, I think I would really just want to be in. I want to play JD and Heather's or. Veronica and Heather. I really, you know, I just want to be anybody. <laughs> just anybody. Just anybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. I will play whatever part and do what I need to. <laughs> um, <laughs> side note. How much do you guys love John's sweaters? Would you wear them? I would 100%. I loved the bit at the end when it when it lights up. Yeah, I thought that was great. <laughs> you know, it's the oh. same sweater, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just yeah. cute. Yeah, I it's was also so bothered by the next day he was going to go run. He wears the same school. sweater. And I was <laughs> like, the same sweater. And I was like, oh, it's, it's a little gross, but that's also very yeah. teen boy. So, and I mean, he was wearing a shirt under it. So it's not like yeah. it was just like right. against his bare skin. But that's, that's me nitpicking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he gets yes, fr- I love that sweater. He gets friend zoned so massively in this film. Yeah, like, because I thought at the start, watching it for the first time, I actually thought in my notes he was her boyfriend. Then as it gets further into it, I'm thinking, is it boyfriend, gay friend? I don't know. I was trying to figure out what kind of, because you can't quite, I couldn't figure out who he was. Because it was like, he gets the lift with her and the dad was a little bit like, you know, looking at it, And I was thinking, I don't get what's like, is it a boyfriend? And then very clearly it isn't. Um, right. And then the whole revelation about Nick as well. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, so that yeah, it was, I was. I don't. Did you guys find that when you first watched it? Or oh, oh, just no, not at all. I very much thought like, oh, there. I have. Uh, I don't know. We probably all have had a friend that we were massively in love with, and they did not feel the same way. So I think I spotted it immediately when the movie started. That like, oh, they're really good friends, and he likes her, and she doesn't like him. But I thought the way they handled it, and when we get to that point in the movie, I will probably have a much, lot more to say about that specific moment because I think that scene is really beautifully done. Um, but no, I did not think that they were maybe boyfriend and girlfriend the first time I saw it. What about you, Sean? I didn't. Um, like, just because their camaraderie seemed more, like, friendly. So they seem like they've known each other for years. They probably live like a like next door to like well they don't clearly live next door to each other, but they've known each other for a long time. Like I, I it felt more like I it, it's kind of like how my best friend and I talk. Like we <laughs> were very much like on a shorthand, like stick our foot in our mouths when we're talking to other people because we've told somebody something that no other and no one else is really supposed to know kind of thing <laughs> so uh Brittany, if you're listening then uh or brie sorry brie if you're listening um then you can never not be my friend because you know too much Fair. just all i'm saying <laughs> one of my friends actually sent me a plaque one time that said that <laughs> we will be friends forever because you know too much uh <laughs> so uh, to get back a little bit 
what do you think of the first big song sequence, the breakaway song thing where we kind of hear their hopes and dreams and we're kind of more introduced to the characters? I love that song. Uh, it's it's just so well done. It's the uh, it's the I want song of the moment of, mm-hmm. the, of the musical. And I just I really love it. I love their voices meshed together. And it really it really sets a, a tone for the movie. Like these are three people that are looking for something different or looking for something new or they're looking for some kind of connection and in different ways. And I just, I love, I, I really love this song. I think their voices mesh so well and it's just like, it's, it's bittersweet. Yeah. It's, it's that moment in time, isn't it? When you, you know, you've, uh, oh, it depends where, what part of the world you're in, but you know, you're, you're in college, like UK college and you're going to go off to university or you're in American high school and you're going to go off to college, whichever way you want to think about it. And, you know, you're going to be leaving probably wherever you live behind, the majority of your friends behind, well, probably all of them, and your family as well. And it's that feeling of like what, it's like that's, you want to make that step, but you're kind of also kind of nervous about it. Whereas I think that's probably the reason why I got so confused about whether they were boyfriend or girlfriend, because because he seems so distraught the fact she's going to leave. And I thought that went kind of deeper than just a, a friendship. But I guess on watching it the second time around, I would probably like, oh, it's because he's, you know, like you were saying, Sean and Clayton, that they've, she's been around probably all his life and he's kind of very nervous about her going away. And, you know, he's also secretly in love with her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which she obviously knows, but we'll get to the we'll get to that scene later because it, it yeah. needs a good, a good look at definitely and so we meet precious little lisa practicing for the song that she is not going to perform and that's when we got that wonderful it looks like narnia threw up all over us and instantly i just fell in love with her she is cute as a button so exciting like just excited about life and uh, i love their introduction to her and she's just absolutely precious and even though she doesn't get a ton to do in the movie, other than her epic solo and what happens later, I think she is a very big part of the heart of it. And just her love of life and her love of Chris <laughs> and like how she takes care of his grandma when she didn't have to. I just think she is just so sweet and the kind of friend anybody would be lucky to have. She has a part in the cutout song too, so right. it's kind of nice to get her a little bit, like, because she's like, "We need to work together." Like, this is like this is the time when everyone should be coming together, not breaking. I did up like that they gave her a couple lines <laughs> because it does make it it like it shows that just because even it, just because she's younger, like she's she's smart. She's not she's not an idiot in, in any shape way any way shape or form. Like she's just she's a good person and she's sweet and it makes you know what they go through even more sad i know I, that they're what always make me cry in this movie uh <laughs> we get quickly introduced to bad boy nick and <laughs> considering this came out in 2017 and taylor swift's new album you know has that wonderful line about from what Frasier or whatever it was from about everyone's a sexy baby 
And she's like, you're such a child. And he's just like, a sexy child. And they just look at each other. And he's like, oh, wait, no. And then just walks off. And she's just like, uh. <laughs> Actually, he's run off. His dad, because her dad walks up behind. He's oh, that's like, true. Skip off. <laughs> he's like, yeah, go away. <laughs> I love how many times, just because they are teenagers and they're trying to be all clever and like give each other little, you know, burns and stuff, but how many times it just backfires on them. Just like with Steph earlier, <laughs> just like, oh, sex, uh, <laughs> what that asshole trying to catch this one? <laughs> and then just being like, yeah, I'm a child, sexy oh, child. He, <laughs> yeah. Well, and even that after she says that and she's walking away out of the lunchroom, <laughs> Nick is just like, Annie Lennox. And I'm like, how is that a burn? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Every time I, I watch Annie that, Lennox. when they call her Annie Lennox, I'm just like, <laughs> are they meaning for that to be an insult? Yeah, yeah, they are. It's the haircut, isn't it? The blonde and the haircut. The American. Yeah. <laughs> the haircut. <laughs> and she is the best singer out of them. So, I mean, I, yeah. And well, they yeah, do not yeah, let I her sing. It. She has such a powerful voice in that tiny body, and they just never let her sing. She gets a verse oh, in a song, she, and then... I think she makes do with what she's got, and I do wish she did have another song. I think there should be another song towards, like, the end of it, in my opinion. Like, but... It, it, it her voice is just so powerful that like yes i wish there was another song but i think she, the scenes they use it for it she really she brings it yeah it's, she's very memorable she stands out i think one of the two standout numbers is hollywood ending which we've alluded to and i don't know what you guys' thoughts are on that particular moment but for me the first time I saw this movie, like I was watching it, I was enjoying it. It's my it's my thing, admittedly. It would be pretty hard for it to not work for me. But when the Hollywood ending song started, I was like, this song, this is it. This is the movie. This movie is kicking into high gear. I knew I would love it. I mean, I was sold on it from that moment. Uh, how did you feel about it since you just saw this for the first time? Uh, yeah, no, it was... Uh, it, it was um... Yeah, that that was where it started to kick up a notch, and I I really enjoyed it. I think it was, is it where she sings? Is it after John that, or is it? No, it's not. It's it's, it's where they sing when they're it's in the, the bowling. It's the, the song in the cafeteria. Oh yeah, I just meant like the, the you know when you said that the film was like yeah this is my thing, that happened for me oh, a little yeah. bit later. You know where they watch uh, where they're in the the ball pit bit the the song they have there before they have to leave. Where they basically they're all absolutely gutted and it's it's gone it's gone tits really? up. Really, uh, and that was human when voice. I was like, yeah, yeah, human. That was it, and I thought, yeah, that 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 felt because there's some shots in that. We'll get to that later, but, but it, I just I thought it was that part was where the film tipped over from being good into like this is something quite special. Actually, I, I thought that special. was special. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sean? My Sean, where does the movie like? kick into high gear for you like when did you know that first time if you can remember like oh this movie is special oh i for me i actually it, it is hollywood ending um i really love the first song but like there are some musicals where they have like one good song and you're like okay yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the first song i like, like know it but it, it's very kind of a high school musical which i mean i really oh musical i wouldn't go out, with i not that far, but it was just one of those like I it could have gone either way. Yeah, it, it is the I want song happened. of it. 
Yeah. And so like I I and that's I love I, I do love an I want song. <laughs> like you part of really your world do. or you know. <laughs> <laughs> um but like I, I so I really loved it and then once this song happened and it just I, I one of the things I really like about this is a lot of the the lyrics are very mature which is not mm-hmm. what you would expect out of a musical that's like kind of set at a high school. It's kind of set for high schoolers. Like this is a very mature musical, like the things that are happening, the themes that they're dealing with, like they're dealing with growing up and, 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 you know, just finding a lot, a little bit about like who they are. And that, so like Hollywood ending for me is the moment where it's just like, okay, like I get it. Like this was it. So much of it really. I mean, it's a fun, catchy song with fun choreography and everything. But they're really talking about loss, like the loss of their youth and how uh, really thinking. And I know in high school, generally, you're not or college, as you would say, um, you're not really thinking about oh stuff might work out, might not work out like we're on top of the world. But really, like everything is changing. It's scary. And you don't see a lot of things set with that age group where they're being that realistic about it. And, you know, her friend's like, I'm not McConaughey. It's not going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I did love the line. <laughs> uh, I think the writing in this, uh, really a lot of all the writing in this, I think is very clever. There's a lot of fun. Uh, Anna actually has a line in that at the beginning that I think is so funny. And now, of course, I can't think of it. Um, the Mary Shack kill. <laughs> Uh, kill Mary Shag. It's all such a drag. Kill Mary Shag. Yeah. <laughs> Let them all talk. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I another thing I love is this song really does kind of like it. It kind of tells you what the movie is too. Like this movie doesn't have the big Hollywood ending. Like it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like it's like not to jump forward too far, but like it's melancholy and it's it's sad. Yeah. And it yeah. tells you in the like the second song we are like 17 minutes into this and it tells you what to expect and that's the that's what i that's the truth and that would be like if a zombie apocalypse actually happened like chances are not everyone's going to be saved well you know people are going to be lost sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no you're good go ahead i get i could talk about this song for hours (laughs) you you know your point about 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 if there was a real zombie apocalypse, when you get it from Chris, when he just, he has that scene after they have the ball and alley part and he's just like, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> like, and he, they've just yes. like massacred loads of zombies. And he's like, yeah, this is, this, uh, like, this is like, this was cat. Cause you can imagine lads being like that. Like, Oh, isn't this cool? Like, Hey, cod zombie. You can imagine that kind of stupid way of going about it until you start, you know, until there's just bodies around you and you're, you're covered in blood well, and you're like, yeah, you know, is, deep down, we're all like a little excited if a zombie apocalypse started out to be like, "Hey, like zombie apocalypse." We've all had the and dream, right? Set in. Yeah, like, what would you do? Like, what? Yeah. Uh, like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure if I ask you right now, like, what's your zombie apocalypse plan? You would have something in your back pocket that you could pull out and be like, "Well, this is what I would do," because <laughs> we have, we've all thought about it, <laughs> and. uh so as again our first time viewer of this during hollywood ending when lisa and chris are singing about they just want to be together and everything 
were you just like these two are fucking doomed or did you have feel like there was a hope for them in this movie oh no no they no way no way (laughs) you you know they've got no chance but then i wasn't expecting such a beautiful ending for them either i wasn't Mm -hmm. expecting like like i said earlier there's 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 parts where it just it just flips it on you and you're just like i wasn't expecting this the, my yeah, favorite scene it has, the whole. It has no right to be that good. Like no. it doesn't need to go that hard. No, no. My 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 favorite scene in the whole thing, and it's not a song. It's not a singing part. It's not a. It's a really random scene. It's where they open the fire exit doors. Uh, I think of the ball. Is it the bowling alley? And they just see. You don't even see what they're looking at. You just get the reflection of flames and the ashes falling down, which would happen because there's no firefighters around to put fires out. So there'd be mm. ash floating about everywhere. And you just see them, they're just absolutely like distraught in the face, probably suffering PTSD. Gen- generally, I don't say that flippantly. And, you know, they're just all in shock. And I just thought, you don't get this in zombie films much. You don't get those quiet moments where characters are like looking around thinking the old world, the ho- sorry, the old world has gone. I-, I am in some kind of hell. Like, and God's sake, we're talking about a musical comedy zombie film or what like yeah who expected with, that kid, to with kids usually well, yeah, yeah, those, quite young you know people in their 20s a lot of those there. things you know zombie films usually are about primarily middle-aged characters yeah not 16 year olds so it's from a very different perspective yeah and uh, i just think it's really beautifully handled and way better than it needs to be and Again, I just really like it. <laughs> but this is what annoys me. I've only got a short part of this, I promise. This is what, pardon my French, boils my piss about modern films and modern the way the world is now in terms of films. Like We've got a, a bajillion flipping superhero films coming out every week. And yet a film like this doesn't get released in where I live. And man's not, it's a small country geographically, but in terms of like box office, UK, Europe, quite big. Like you tell, like it's not even the fact it's, it didn't even get released here, nothing, and it's this good. I'm like, this is not fair. This is what I don't like. Films like this should be should be earning money, getting you know getting. It's do you know it's I don't. This is why I don't do ratings. It's got a six on IMDb, a six. Like, are you are you kidding? Like, are you like who are they asking? What experts and critics are reviewing stuff like this? Because this is a hell of a good film. Anybody can I, write stuff on IMDb. Uh, well, yeah, there you go. Then people have no taste. And I'll just jump the, down the, off my the three of The three of us could go get on IMDb right now and <laughs> rate that a 10 out of 10. <laughs> it, it should and help it, a little bit. Sorry for my little rant there. I, had to, I, I couldn't hold it in. I, I, I had it. Just, oh, just no, that was a, an appropriate rant. <laughs> Thank you. Very appropriate. No. And you're right. And this is something like, I'm a horror hound. So like, I, you know, I'm always looking for new horror movies, but this isn't, you know, something like, I heard about it, but until it came, like, it was literally in the States or like, it had already completed whatever, like everything it was going to, like, I didn't see it. Like, I didn't see anything about it. Like, except for the stuff I looked up on it. And, you know, this was, it, this movie is just so good that I think it deserves to have a, a much wider audience than what it has. So I agree with you. Like it should be, it should be much more well known. 
unless you are weirdly attuned to the festival circuit and like critics and stuff, uh, you didn't hear about it because when it was going through the festival circuit, people were very positive about it. The ones that got to see it, but then, you know, it didn't get a huge release in theaters. They didn't have, you know, a ton of money for promotion and stuff. So I can't believe this didn't get picked up by a huge distributor at a film festival. And, you know, I don't know that it would have made tons of money because it is a very niche kind of film, no matter how optimistic I try to believe about the film world. But I mean, look at, look at Terrifier 2. It just made millions of dollars on no budget and no marketing. And they were like, let's put this in theaters for like two days. And everyone was like, yo, this is really good. And then it made what, like a four or 11 million on 50,000 bucks or something. (laughs) Look at Paranormal Activity, filmed in the director's house for next to nothing. Most successful film of all time in terms of budget too. To you know, yeah. gross. Um, Stole that away from Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah, I've still never seen that. I don't. Yeah, I'll have to see it at some point. Uh, it is never seen Blair Witch. You should watch. Oh, it's good. oh yeah, I'll give it. It is go. quite scary. You know. But <laughs> Shaun, Shaun of the Dead, when that came out, that wasn't huge. That came out, and the, the guys from that, like Simon Pegg, wasn't well known. Well, he wasn't known at all. Nick Frost wasn't very well known. They brought that off the back of a, a sitcom on Channel Four called uh, Spaced. Which was quite a, a cult kind of. Uh, it's not too. There's, I never quite got on board with it. Whole. There's some great episodes in there, but as a whole, never really, not really my thing. But um, yeah, that's what I'm like. So I think if it had been given a fair, a fair, a fair whack at it, you know, a fair chance, it probably would have done quite well. Um, it, who knows? It, it would have depended on how it was marketed, of course. Because look at you know Sweeney Todd, like I mentioned earlier, that didn't do particularly well because they didn't market it as a musical. So people went to see it thinking it was going to be like this gothic tale of a guy who kills you and puts you in a pie uh, with Johnny Depp at the height of his Which parents. it is. <laughs> yeah, but then people start singing. But Alan Rickman's singing. I mean, what? who who doesn't want that? Ugandan at my ward. It's a great film. Love, it's good I love that scene because he says gandered not once, not twice, but three times in rapid succession. And it's just yeah. so funny. And Alan Rickman's delivery and diction has always been yeah. phenomenal and just like gandered at my award gandered yes gander yes <laughs> like, you gandered sir you gandered at my ward <laughs> well i will say for sweetie todd's box office i did contribute two tickets because my boyfriend and i at the time went to see that in the theater opening weekend so I did not. I bought it on DVD. <laughs> I have also bought it on DVD. I bought it on Blu-ray. I have not bought it digitally. I don't believe in buying things digitally. Because they can always... I don't buy, believe in buying things digitally because they can always re-edit it or get rid of it. Or I, I think this is... Uh, anyway, so I don't want to get into that, but yeah. Oh, no, I, I like no, my discs. I like go my discs. on a physical media tangent. That is fine. No, because, because they can always... They can always, like come in and decide well that's a little bit you know not like today's sensibility so we'll cut that out and you know things like that and i i, I think that's a strange way to go i like to have my mm-hmm. disc i'm old-fashioned i like having like my dvd extras i've got the odd blu-ray um i've got the odd blu-ray um to, to just kind of watch films on because they, 
Blu-rays do extended cuts, director's cuts that you've never even heard of. Like, who knew the Da Vinci Code had a director's cut that's unbelievable, by the way, like, really good? Yes, it makes the film longer, but if it, you didn't like it originally, you're not going to like it extended. But, you know, uh, Terminate Salvation has an, a director's cut. Who knew? So it's just stuff like that. Um, I, I I like to have the disc there because I can just watch it rather than... I don't see why you'd want to rent. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I've got certain streaming things, but that's only because I can't get them... Well, because certain things come on. So uh, the reason I buy it mostly digitally now... <laughs> is because when I was an addict a few years ago, I actually, and Sean can attest to this, I had a huge, huge physical media collection. It took up an entire room. And during my addict phase with my friend who was an addict, we sold all of it, every single one. And so since then, just thinking about my lost library of physical media makes me so sad. And the thought of like trying to start over from that. And I do still have some that I've just picked up here and there, for instance, like Quentin Tarantino's death proof. I love it, but I like the extended cut of it. And that's not on the digital store I use. So I bought it physically, but otherwise I'm like, you know, I already had a decent digital library. I'll just build it up from there because it's just too exhausting to think of building up thousands of Blu-rays and 4K and box sets and stuff. And a lot of, you know, a lot of them, they're not even made anymore. You can only get them digitally. And I kick myself probably once a week. Not really. I've learned to be much more forgiving of myself. But anytime I think about my lost, giant, wonderful physical media collection, I do love physical media. I think it's very valuable. And then I'm like, you know, when the Internet's gone or something... My library of stuff that I have is gone, but if the world went down in a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> as long as you had electricity, you know, a generator or something, you could pop in your thing. But if the internet's down, I'm fucked. So, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of your physical media thing. And I'm also a huge proponent for uh, for physical media. I just bought. Well, I just bought some some from Shout Factory because I really like I like physical media. I like having the extras, exact like you said. Like I've watched commentaries on so many movies because you get to learn a little bit about the magic of filmmaking, and that's not something that digital media really has anymore. Like some of them will have like little featurettes or whatever, but like mo- for the most part, like my favorite things are w- like watching a movie with commentary, like by the director, or like watching the cast talk about it, or what like having these little you know you know just the little things you learn about it like i've watched so many featurettes and i learn you know what what different shots are and what different like a lot of my film knowledge comes from watching movies that are teaching me about making movies like and they're just little things and i just i so yes i i'm a hundred percent with you on the physical media like I do. I still have a digital library. Yes, I don't see the need to get every one of my movies on it, only because there are some that I just I don't like. I love them, but they're not like. Uh, also, I moved across the country, and I used to have like six hundred DVDs and Blu-rays. Like it was a huge collection, and now I Those have them all like numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when you're trying to move across a country, it's big. <laughs> um like 
and so now that it it, it became harder to do how much so now space could to... it take sean just get a get an uber <laughs> yeah you should no like no <laughs> but seriously it so i only pick my favorite movies now to buy on on on, on physical but like if i had the space like i absolutely would get everything physical physical media i think it's a dying art and i i miss like you said the like you said sean the different like featurettes and commentaries and 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 you can't edit it like and that's exactly right like there you just heard it with the with lizzo lizzo's song where where she said you know uh, she said something that it didn't reflect well like it was used completely differently in life vernacular but for some people it was a problem and she changed it like those are there are things and you could do that like but i think movies are also a time capsule of when they're made and that's something i love like you can see gone with the wind like gone with the wind it is starts, problematic it starts getting into censorship and yeah, yeah like gone with the wind is problematic but like is it still a great film yes because it's but you can look at it and take it with a different with a grain of salt because of when it was made and who it was made for or like when it well when it was made how it was made and what it's trying to say and i that's one thing i i love you're right about physical media is that's something they can't touch because you can't recall all the dvds i mean <laughs> there's, there's a, yeah there's a massive there's a massive danger in and i won't get into it but there is a massive danger in societies that begin to edit down their own history and where do you start when you want to start the, the when where do you start if you when you want to start your propaganda you start with the arts the film the art the whole lot of it it's been seen across fascist co- uh, countries authoritarian companies communist countries go for the art first go for the history because if you control the history you control the past story you can tr- control well look what this country did to us even if it's completely untrue um it's a very and yes i know people are like well you're just talking about like a comedy getting a you know an offensive joke snipped out about it well the thing is even if yes even if it is horrendously offensive and there are some awful you know 60 50, but it's a principle if you start cut if you start cutting one thing down then it opens up yeah. the precedent to like oh well exactly and you don't you don't know what it's it, where you're going to stop and, and who's in charge of, of that edit who decides what's right and what's wrong and also like you were saying sean it's important to remember that times change you know t- times change we, we we progress as a society you know things that were illegal 50 years 60 years ago which now we don't we, we don't bat an eyelid at you know you've it, it's it's a very sorry i didn't mean to get it it's a very it's a very uh it's a very slick what you call it a very very slippery slope um and especially someone who studied history if you forget where you've come from you're more likely to go back to it it's it, anyway yeah that's, that's my last point but yeah sorry i didn't mean to go down the rabbit hole no there. it's it's I'll just but it's a very prescient point uh <laughs> yeah that's kind of a big thing in america right now actually it's bleeding it's bleeding over here don't worry it's bleeding over here yeah. and it's scary we deserve to go extinct <laughs> well you could argue at times no i'm joking <laughs> yeah. christmas is fast becoming my least favorite c word <laughs> <laughs> kill me that <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, when Immediately the shoe followed goes... with, dressed like that, you look like a massive seaweed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... When the the schoolgirls hit the uh, the lolly the zombie lollipop lady with their bags, that killed me. That that was so funny. <laughs> and then one of them's just like it's because it's in that brilliant sequence where um they've got the headphones in. So think mm-hmm. like think anybody who hasn't seen it, think Shaun of the Dead hungover walk crossed with that scene from 2004's Dawn of the Dead where she escapes from a neighborhood. That's the uh, adding in a bit adding in a bit of a musical. That's exactly what you get. And they like they're dancing through the graveyard, and I just thought this is hilarious. Like this is so like it shouldn't be funny, but it really like like there's people falling out of windows, splattering yeah. the ground, crawling after her. Like it is like like we were saying before, this has no right to be this good. Like it, it really doesn't. I, I thought that scene was and the scene. I just thought well, I thought that was great. That's so funny how you yeah. described it. I literally went down. It's like if the opening of the Dawn of the Dead remake had a musical going on in the background. It is. Added added to that scene of like Shaun of the Dead where he's hung over and he watched the shot past mm-hmm. all these zombies. Like it's very similar. She bumps into what it bumps into one, doesn't she? It doesn't get yeah. enough of it. Um I'd, I yeah, just, I'd just love I'd there's just... just so much going on in the background and carnage and like a baby is getting eaten out of a stroller yeah. and just all this stuff and she's just singing and dancing and shimmying. I love that little shimmy she does every single yeah. if I'm listening to the song in the car, which I often do, like <laughs> people probably think I'm having a seizure because I'll just get to that point in the car and then I'm just like, I have to do the little shimmy. <laughs> also, one thing I love is those girls are calling to her. They're like, uh-huh. hey, hey. Like, like she's just off on her own world and they're like, hey. She's got her, like... she's got her earbuds in. That's why I wear headphones when I go to the store so I don't hear people if they yell at me, but I also um, wouldn't know if a zombie apocalypse started. Oh. Uh, I had another question I totally forgot about earlier. If a zombie apocalypse did start, you know, in a whatever fashion, I don't always pay attention to the news super well. And, you know, as a culture, we are on our phones a lot. How fast do you think you would notice if a zombie apocalypse did start, like, overnight and you were going about your day? I think to get if you look at the last couple of years human beings are brilliant at denial i remember being at work when i was a lifeguard and a uh, and a woman i was cleaning the grates around the pool right and a, were and you a, also and a, a first aider yeah oh yeah 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 of course uh i um so yeah yeah, yeah. I was, well that, that bit when she said i'm just gonna turn you over is. that killed me that that killed me one of my favorite, yeah, when she whacks it, like, she's like, I'm first saying, I'm just going to turn you over. And then she, like, like and it just, she just whacks him in the face yeah. with her bag. It was, it's one of those moments I think, oh, I, I love Anna. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're brilliant at denial. We're, I remember the woman said to me, like, should you be doing that with this crazy Chinese virus going around? And I remember thinking, this was like January, maybe early February, and I'm thinking, Oh, that! What are you talking about? Like, oh, don't, there's always a, there's always one. Um, and then like a month later, we were in a, we were in like a lockdown, and, and the whole world, you know, it was it was a, a weird time. Like you, you never saw it coming. Um, and it's it's like the joke in the films, isn't it? Like when the guys and we don't we don't see them much over here. It's more an American thing to be fair. But it's like when the when the guys with the sandwich boards are right, that's the time to panic. Like it, you know, it reminds you of twenty twelve that film where, uh. 
it, uh, I think it's like a spoof of Ali's on the television saying like everything is fine and he's like when they tell you everything's fine that's when you run like that's kind of what it reminds you of I don't yeah. know I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't I well, feel like I I'd be most. going around my day like I would just be trying it would be a pretty much like Shaun of the Dead I feel like I just wouldn't notice because I have anxiety and stuff so if I'm not walking around I'm going to be looking down I'll have headphones and I'll just be on my phone like not actually looking at anything but just not wanting to make eye contact with people so I could see myself go in and I just because of my depression and stuff I try to limit my news intake because so much of it is just really depressing yeah and it's not something that I can really do anything about myself so that I'm depressed about all these big world events and stuff so I feel like it could take me a hot minute to notice that there is a zombie apocalypse happening Sean you have not weighed in on this uh I tend to be like vigilant <laughs> like <laughs> i tend to be like hyper vigilant like when i notice something's wrong like i'm i'm a very attention to detail kind of person so like if i'm in a store i can tell once like i like to know where my exits are and i like to know like what is around me so like if i even if i am listening to headphones they're on ambient mode so i'm still listening to people <laughs> like just in case like i but then again i've seen so many horror movies and so many movies that i'm just like you never know it could be today it could happen (laughs) and so i just i i tend i tend to be hyper vigilant i would i would at least probably deny it i think you're right on that one a little bit but i would very much like okay time to get to my car (laughs) like would you want to realize it really quickly though i feel like i would just be like oh fuck as soon as it as soon as i realized it you know your entire world falls apart I think it'd be yeah, nice if you kind of I just would, missed out for because a little bit because the the number one thing, as we learned in Zombie Land, in a zombie apocalypse, is cardio, and I really fucking hate cardio. <laughs> I'm a yeah, smoker. But the, <laughs> the faster I you last realize, two seconds. <laughs> the faster you realize, the quicker you could get to a non like a populated area <laughs> so you could just be like oh this is gonna go downhill real fast drive farther south where there's less people <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, i mean i'm in the middle of indiana i'd have to drive like 15 minutes and be in the middle of nowhere i'd be fine <laughs> yeah i know that's why you're gonna be okay i not so much not so much yeah i, th- I think I've... i'd i think i'd probably notice sorry sean i interrupted you there didn't I? no I, th- I think i'm I'm probably similar to you i think i would notice something was wrong because i'm very good at noticing things with jobs i've done i have to uh, you have to be very like um, you have to be concentrate to spot things kind of before they happen and stuff but i do think i would i would not last long i do a job where i meet too many people every day i would i would not i'd i would i'd be ripped out my throat would be ripped out i'd be somewhere i went that, that went dark but no i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't see i'd be like that first wave you know it's it's like that whole it's like it's like the thing about a nuclear war, isn't it? Like, what would your plans be? And, like, hopefully I would be gone in the... I don't want to live through that. I don't think I'd yeah. want to live. I don't... Oh, God. That... Yeah, anyway. Sorry. That's awful taken out of context, isn't it? But, uh, you know, it's... <laughs> yes don't, cl- no. don't clip that. Don't clip that as the trailer. I, I, don't yeah, I was like, honestly, I mean, trailer <laughs> moment. <laughs> uh, here's, I... a, here's As far as my little clip for trailers, if I made trailers, but... I just think shit wank should be said more often. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like. I just I love some of the scripting in this as well. 
the whole like, oh, maybe it won't be, be so bad across town. And then you just see them stood in front of the town hall, and this Christmas tree's just fully it's on fire, just, and they're just like, yeah, and they're oh, just no. staring up at it in the <laughs> camera angle. It's so funny. It's just this Christmas tree just roaring in flames for no discernible reason. <laughs> yeah. What's the scene where he does something and she? Oh, he takes it. He starts eating he his banana, banana. and she just and looks at him like he's like potassium. I yeah. love that. I just look like he's, she's there. They're looking at it. They're in, like they're in shock, covered in blood. And they're just like they're so cute though. Yeah, just... I love it. He because he's like there's zombies, and she's like, "Don't be stupid." And he's just like, "There's a zombie head right behind her." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. I like the the way it shows like the different scenes. Like there's a scene where you've got the 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 two lads basically t- in the ball pit, which I thought was hilarious. Um, mm. Talking and they slept in that, but we'll get to that. Um, the, the, where they're like they're talking about celebrities, like and he's like, I reckon Tay is gone. Like Taylor Swift, and he's like, Don't say that. She's fine. She is fine. Tay is fine. <laughs> and, then you get, and then you get the girls in the toilet or uh, bathroom, American. Sorry, and they're saying like. Um, just teasing you, and they say, um, and they're talking about like really important. Like, do you think Paris has gone? Like, they're really thinking about like the world. And then, of course, sarcastic stuff is just like, oh, the French are probably fine. The French don't give no shit. <laughs> <laughs> the guys are like talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I just love uh, also the Justin Bieber's a zombie. <laughs> oh. Is that your Scot- your Scottish accent, Sean? No. Yeah, I don't know what that was. We'll just forget that. Uh. <laughs> that oh, was God, not yeah. an accent. <laughs> yeah, well, did you guys realize, do you know when they're in the... Ball pit? Sorry, I thought yeah, nothing must be. Um, yeah, the, the where they're in the, uh, the bowling alley. Uh, did you realize that was a, a stag pie? A stag do? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. I like, grew, grew on the back and stuff. I, I, it took me a second to get that. And then, like, they get decapitated by, a, like, a pin, uh, like the pin machine, the pin mm-hmm. reset. And that was, like, oh, again, another inventive death. And I, I just quite, love um... that the head comes rolling out of the... <laughs> yeah. Oh. And uh, I also greatly appreciate when the zombie grabs, grabs her tits and she just, like, gets super mad and grabs a spatula. And starts smacking you in the face like that's not going to do anything. But like I am offended. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just thought it was just like the best. civilization. Civilization on the edge. We help each other. It's like we prioritize. I was like, it's, he's probably he's not. He's probably not wrong. I mean, no. I mean, we've seen it over the past few years. It's not like the best of humanity has not shown up. No, it's, I'm excited. I enjoyed it all. It's the bit, it's the bit where Nick turns up and he's, you know, his posse and they're generally really enjoying themselves. Or, I mean, you think of Nick as you find out later on he's actually dying inside like everybody else. Um, I think he's still but, enjoying himself a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, you, don't he has get, his... you don't get to that falsetto with... <laughs> no, yeah, happiness. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think... Sorry, I don't mean to cut no, you guys off, but I was going to say, with Nick, I don't think for him that it's really, like, it, like he. you learn later that he killed his dad, but I don't think for him he realizes, like, how big the stakes are until he really loses his friends, and then he's alone. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like, this is, this is, this really is the end. Like, this is really, like, this is, this is not fun anymore. Like, 
also um was <laughs> before we get to nick we get the uh the ball pit <laughs> The, the, when they flip oh, over the yeah. pool and they're driving, it's just like this is the stupidest idea ever. We're going to die. <laughs> oh, no, it's the uh, bit where the granny sits on her. It's yes, like, it's yes. like it's a zombie grandma. So it's like, is she peeing? He's like, it's what? What's wrong with you? It's, it's water. She's like, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's warm. plastic. <laughs> that is, also, I think, the funniest part of the movie. Just like. And she's just like, what is happening? And they take, they reach out and take a picture. And she's like, old lady zombie sitting on your head. <laughs> All of a sudden, starts peeing. And she's just like, is she pissing? <laughs> and Anna's just like trying to keep it together. She's like, it's fine. There's plastic. And she's just like, it's warm it's plastic. Warm plastic. <laughs> I love that. I love that bit where, um, just before that, where I think Chris comes out the bar pit, looks out the window and goes, shit. And they all go, what? And he goes, the snow's gone. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like what? Like, that was, I love that bit. I I said, oh, yeah, so you, have an old, you have an old woman sitting on your face. You're like, all right, yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I love the bit right before when they're like, well, let's play a game. And so they're playing, well, what us Americans would call Fuck, Mary Kill. I think they call it, like, Kill. Mary Shag Kill. Mary Shag Kill. It's Shag Mary. I was Shag Mary of Shag Mary Snog, I think it is. Yeah, I was like, it was one of those things I also thought was really funny that different countries would, like, say that in a different order. So I was just like, oh, that's funny. But yeah, so he's like, okay. Zombie Rihanna, Zombie Miley, and Zombie, uh, oh, who was the third one? Beyonce. Beyonce, and she's just like, Kill them all, they're zombies. Yeah, kill them all, they're zombies. And he's like, No, play it right. And she's just like, Okay, Mary Rihanna. And it's just like, Nope, 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 you got it wrong. It's what did Mary say? Beyonce. And, and they're like, like, why are you killing zombie Rihanna? <laughs> and she's like, I didn't say that. And they're like, well, obviously you're going to shag him. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's true. She probably would have wanted to fuck Miley. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that it was just in there. Oh. I, so speaking of that, who, who would be your Mary Shag kill? Uh, zombie Beyonce, zombie Rihanna, or zombie... Uh, Miley. Uh, I'm gay, so this will be very hypothetical. But I would probably... Um, I mean, they're all dead. Mm. Am I the only one who thinks they're all dead? I mean, is it not <laughs> yeah. no, I, I mean, know. I, I very we'll, much... We'll do the real versions. We'll do the... I very, ma- I, mean, I, I very <laughs> much agree with her, like, kill them all, they're zombies. But yes. if I had to, like, play the real game, Mary Rihanna... Kill Beyonce. Fuck Miley. That's my. Ooh, those are those. I am not explaining a... it. I feel like this is very. I feel like we're getting into very controversial territory right now. Yeah, we are. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm going to use the get out clause of well, I I think all those people will be in America, so wouldn't be able to get them. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, everyone. I know you want my choices. But I'm I'm, going, I'm over here in England. I, I, they don't come over here very often. Sorry, sorry, Mary. Uh, I am not scared to play that game. <laughs> Sean, what are yours? Oh, Beyonce, Rihanna, um, Miley. 
this is a hard one uh i would probably say you're oh this is such a hard one um i'd actually probably marry miley um and then she would be a fun she would be fun she'd be so too. much fun yeah uh fuck rihanna kill beyonce <laughs> Like and I love Beyonce. This is not we're this terrible is, gays. We're, we're supposed to be like, like protect Beyonce, Beyonce at all costs. See, I love her so much, but like I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like everything would always be like Beyonce. Like everything's like everything would be about Beyonce, and I'd be like, this is great. But I'm the kind of person that like I like things to be about me once in a while, just just once in a while. You know, like with Beyonce, like you're married to beyonce like That's you true. you are you are mr beyonce <laughs> like yeah <laughs> so i'm and rihanna is a very close second for the marriage but i would i would definitely marry violet <laughs> i think you made a fun fun decisions well backed up very well with you know research and facts i'm not yes. giving any reasons behind mine <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter anyway because i like boys um (laughs) um, anyway after their little game of uh fuck mary kill because i cannot remember their uh oh they call it kill mary shag or something yeah and i was just like that's a different (laughs) different order um and the zombie pissing on her face um that could be somebody's daydream come true in the zombie apocalypse they could be like man not to finish we don't kink keep, shame but yeah like not I to did not shame. think this was gonna be coming that's like a mix of like <laughs> yeah um i mean i know we're it, supposed to niche down as podcasters i know we're supposed to niche down to you know find our target audience i think we've niched we've niched a bit too far can i just <laughs> not, to, not to be the stereotypical brit here but can we can we pull the tone up a little bit this is this is just like Sorry, sorry, sorry. You've lost uh, half your audience choosing between Beyonce yeah, and Rihanna. Say, they were just like Miley. No. And now oh, it's like... You would be surprised. <laughs> uh, anyway, we meet—not uh, meet—we reconnect with Anna's possible ex-boyfriend. We don't really know at this point. We just know that they did hook up, and he shows up with his boys, uh, ready to kill zombies with. With a watermelon. And watermelon. <laughs> I love that. I thought that was so random. Because there's a slow-mo shot where he smashes it over the guy's head and he just showers back on him and he's just yeah. so, he's just like, yes. And I just thought, what on earth is this film? Which Did yours have the to... version where there, the song starts and then he like licks it? Yeah, he's holding <laughs> it yeah, up and he yeah, just yeah. He licks like, it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so random. Uh, uh, yeah, it's wonderful. Could... It's just so funny. Great character work. <laughs> uh huh. The scene, the scene before that, like you were saying, Sean, it gets really melancholy. The film. I mean, it's the scene where the lights go out. You know, where the power goes, and I think that's where they realize, like, you see each of them in turn, realizing like this is this isn't good. Um, yeah, I thought I just thought that was great. And then you at the school, you've got him like, I devised a twelve point plan, and they're like, the power's out. Like the the, the army are dead. And just like this isn't going to get any better, but no, that 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 uh, that scene's great. Sorry, go. On. 
No, that is really good. It's heartbreaking. This movie does a really good job of going between comedy and melancholy and horror. Again, it just it's balancing so many genres effortlessly, seemingly. Sorry, I've forgotten. I've forgotten in that scene where they're like the the bot the Nick and his boys appear. There's one of them with like knives between his fingers, like Wolverine, and he does that really cool jump, and he's just like, ah, he just. Did you have yeah, that? Yeah, that's version? like. <laughs> that's in all the versions. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, the watermelon licking is not in all the versions, but the watermelon oh, um, head explosion, and you know, for lack of a better term, cum shot thing of that, <laughs> him just throwing his head back in the watermelon chunks, just that. I mean, I wouldn't it's, have gone uh, that far, but I mean, if that's what I mean. <laughs> maybe I don't know what I mean. Well, I mean, as far as like film, like you know, like in a horror movie, if like. They kill someone with a whatever. I mean, they killed him with a phallic symbol. That's basically even Anna, you know, her uh, candy cane. It's, you know, she takes power. I think it I mean, still applies. It's, it's, point, a crooked it's, point, dick. it's pointed at one end and it's bent on the other. It's like a hook on one end and a spike on the other. I mean, that's not. <laughs> that's not going to be good well, for anyone. Well, they consider. I mean, sometimes they even consider a. Uh, n- axe or something you know a sharp long object so this is the gonzo's nose of (laughs) phallic (laughs) symbols from uh (laughs) sesame street is the little curve (laughs) (laughs) and i thought my podcast went on tangents this is this is this one's well i was gonna say we're uh, Clayton's the one taking us to the kink places, so, um, <laughs> and phallic symbols. <laughs> Not that you're wrong. Just... But... <laughs> yes. I promise, I'm really very vanilla. Um, unless, you know. You didn't need to say the unless. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you just, just keep stop, going. Just stop the vanilla. Just... <laughs> just pick, pick the lie and stick with it, and then you just. Just, just carry on. Like I promise, I'm vanilla, except for, <laughs> Ex- except, except for the Ex- time. No, it's just like situational. Like if Zac Efron like had some kink, I'm not gonna kink shame, but like, you know, for the right people, I would not have to be vanilla. That's what I meant by that. Not like accepting. I I thought you were gonna give. I thought it was gonna be like. I thought it was gonna be like I'm I'm really vanilla ex- except that time at Walmart. That was yeah, that was, I thought you were gonna go down that route. <laughs> no, no ex- no examples. Not that I'm, I'm not said. Walmart I'm not Walmart kink shaming. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I mean that is a public place, so that's illegal. Um so I think Oh, I was thinking like a to... back store room I mean, or something, not, not like a <laughs> Not that that's legal either. I'm just that was a yeah. that was a joke, people. I'm not condoning any kind of activity in Walmart for anyone comes for me. We don't have them over here either. Uh, anyway, back to the Walmart. soldier at war sing- sequence. Um, do we have anything else that we want to talk about with that wonderful song besides his falsetto and their creative um, kill methods? I still think the PlayStation controllers are the funniest. Like, how are you going to kill someone with a PlayStation controller? How? 
I, I can see how you could kill a person. You could, like, strangle them. But, I mean, a zombie, you're not going to get enough momentum to destroy the brain. I'm not depends going to test on... this with my PS5 controller because that is... Yeah, I was going to say, it depends on how quickly you can jang jab the thing you hold into the eye. <laughs> but he's using it like a, you know, like a... Like I know, a he, he whips like, it like a... You couldn't like do that today. You'd have to just—you'd have to have like a big pack of five of them. Just throw them because they're all wireless now. You just have to stand there throwing them, hoping you get a headshot. Be a bit different, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, you could get a Wii. You could get a Wii controller and, att- <laughs> and attach because you remember you. Everyone remembers all those videos of like someone playing and they whacked a kid accidentally, and so like, you could just tie it around your wrist and just be like, for the zombies, not for the kids. Yeah. yeah, but I mean that was literally on like that the 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 cord was probably like four inches long. Like yeah, it was small, you're gonna have to yeah. do close quarters combat. Like if I wanna, yeah, like, like give me the wired controller because then at least I can like whip them back. Like, better for the actual saying, console, you can just smash him in the head with it. Yeah, that's a good idea too. But what if you want to play it later? <laughs> like, I mean, that's probably low on your list of priorities. I mean, if you like, I want to get home first. True facts. True I'm facts. still there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The, speaking of phones, when Chris goes for his phone and she's like, that was really stupid. Yes. The awesome. Christmas tree sequence when uh, I love the Christmas tree sequence because they, <laughs> it has a dad joke and I love dad jokes, but he's just like, <laughs> there's nobody here or whatever it was. <laughs> there's nobody at home. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, <laughs> and then all the all of the extraneous um douchebags get eaten <laughs> and yeah. we're left with our main ones i will um, say right before the christmas tree sequence and the wonderful gnome pun is the trolley sequence between the what the trolley the trolley sequence he's sat in the oh yeah he, yes <laughs> sorry do you, that, <laughs> do you call trolley sequence? We call them buggies. Uh, <laughs> or no. carts. <laughs> what, what you push? You put your yes. in. We call no we... I, I tell you I tell you what we call buggies. You know what buggies are for us? What you guys call strollers. No, with babies and kids huh. in. We call those buggies. Those are buggies for us. Shopping trolleys are what you call buggies. There you go, I didn't know that. There you go, there's a did you think there was like, were you guys imagining John in like a little kid's seat? Like, she's pushing him along. Like, well, no, like, I was just an thinking for a second around. that it was like, oh, oh, a cart. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, I yes, just yeah. hadn't heard it called Charlie. But yes, the trolley scene, the scene with the carts, yeah. the wonderful friendship scene that I think deserves a moment of conversation. Yeah. I love the bit where she's just like, oh, you're my best friend. And then the bit where he swaps places with her and he sits in the trolley and she's like pushing him. It just shows like how codependent they are and like how like pl- like how strong a platonic relationship can be. You know, that was, it was nice. Yeah. Uh, I think a lesser movie would have handled this very differently with him being mad about her not liking him back and everything. And just the way they handled it was obviously... She knew. She knew how I felt about her, but they hadn't talked about it. And he's all upset about, you know, her leaving and wanting to travel and go off to school. And then this happens and he's all excited because, oh, you can't go now. Where Even though we're in this horrible thing, you'll be here. 
And she's like, well, I'm still going to go. And he's all bummed out. And she's just like, John, you're my best friend. And she just emphasizes friend just enough that it's not being hurtful or anything. And you can just see he takes it in for a second. He doesn't get mad about it because, you know, people are not owed sex. The friend zone doesn't exist. And he just is like, okay. And you can tell he's kind of upset, but he respects her feelings. And then he's just like, switch me. Because they have been best friends for so long. And so they just switch places and pushing each other in the cart and keep going on. And I think it is so beautifully handled in such a simple scene. And uh, I don't know. I think it's beautiful. It's one of my favorite moments of the movie. And it's just a little quiet moment between the two of them pushing each other down down a shopping mall strip in a cart slash buggy slash trolley, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I knew, I knew, well, it's it's Scotland, so trolley, but it's fine. It's fine. They, uh, <laughs> I, I knew from that moment he was dead. You know how you said earlier, Clayton, about, about yes. listen, uh, that was the moment I was like, you're, you're going to die. You're too nice. You will um, die. And then he does, and it's like, oh. I still, but, it just it hurts so bad. When he, he dies, just, he puts it, his arm out, and it's just like, "What you just, what you doing?" It's too far. Cast? It's 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 right in front of a you know a place that he couldn't see what was back there, and then it just, yeah. that's another scene that I think is beautiful. They just they don't talk about it. They just share a look. Yeah, and then he sacrifices himself to save her life and it is so beautiful i'm like tearing up thinking about it this whole entire like section of the movie i think is so sad <laughs> like that's when i tear up for the first time is when he sac like when he bite when he gets bit and they share that look yeah and then i really start crying with chris and lisa later yeah, did you get a, Chris's grandma in between? Like, our oh, heart's given out, and he, and he says, oh, at least she's not one of them. Again, another scene like where he, he's like, well, at least she's gone peacefully. Um, and you think, like, that needed... Oh. So I, I love that scene where, where Chris finds his grandma, and he pretty much he says, oh, like, at least she died peacefully. Like, he's happy that that's happened, rather than she's become one of, you know, a zombie going around trying to trying to kill people and things like that so yeah that was quite yeah. a, that was and quite she a wasn't book. alone she was with his girlfriend yeah. and you know a lesser movie he would have they would have opened that door and his grandma and his girlfriend would have both been zombies or like yeah. his grandma would have been a zombie eating his girlfriend or something that's how another movie would have handled it or he would have came in just in time for her to pass yes like, i thought she was going to get up and then when she didn't get up i was like what well, you know respect movie for not actually yeah, taking that easy route, actually having someone who, because I know some zombie films say that when you die, you become one of them. If you get bitten, you become yes. one of them that much sooner. That's uh, Romero's rules, but yeah, no, sorry, Sean, I interrupted there, but no, I, was... no, I interrupted you. Um, also, I was going to say to answer your question, um, you were you had mentioned that when you drop, he drops the phone, and he goes back for his phone and the Christmas tree sequence right before John is killed. Um, I would go back for my phone. <laughs> I probably would like. I would go back for my phone. I, even though it is stupid, to do that in a horror movie situation, I understood his reasoning because he, as optimistic as you know they're being, you know we've got to get back to our families at the school. Deep down, I don't know if any of them really believe that they're alive. 
and your phone is what has all your memories and stuff. Even if you know the internet and stuff's down, as long as you can get electricity and charge it, or even until it died, you know, even for that day, you could look at your pictures, you could look at your videos, you could have those memories just a little bit longer. And it's not like, oh, if his phone went on, he couldn't just go find another phone and have those memories. Like, I think it is 100% worth going back for, even if it was very risky and he could have died. I think it makes sense. I would have gone back for my phone. Yeah, it's... And that would have just been for pictures of my cat, but, you know. Understandable. But then we get the scene straight after where we find out Nick and Anna slept together. Um, and he, she's basically saying, well, it wasn't the fact that we slept together and that was it. It was the fact that we talked and we shared, you know, we shared things and then you just dumped me. Um, and then he makes the mistake, they get into a bit of an argument, a bit of a barney, and he makes the mistake of insulting John. And she's like, and she snaps and she's like, don't you dare talk about John. And that, again, was another moment in the film where I thought, we don't see this in zombie films either. A character tends to die. And then that focused on trying to survive. There's no like kind of grieving for the character. Whereas in this, you feel like he's just being killed in front of her, brutally trying to save her. Um, and she's like, she's still trying to process it. Well, you see it in that scene afterwards where she picks up her not phallic candy cane and goes, <laughs> and goes to, you know, she absolutely goes mad. Like she's just like, even mm-hmm. to the point where Nick's just like stood there, just like, oh, well, she just goes full on like beast mode, and he's just absolutely uh, lethal. Another, another thing I really like with that is earlier in the movie, I think they do let you know that sh- her and Nick have slept together, but the assumption is throughout the movie that like they hooked up, and then he told everybody about it or something. You think that's the situation? That's how it's played and stuff, or like you know he just has all these girls and stuff. And then we get that scene, and it's like, she's like, I don't care about the sex. It's just, you know, we shared these intimate things and talked about the future, and then you just dumped me. Like, that's why I was pissed. And I really like that this movie didn't, in a lot of movies, you know, they would judge a character for, you know, sleeping around or something, because that's like kind of a horror movie staple from, you know, the 80s on. And they don't judge her for not being a virgin or anything and let them really have that moment and not only let her have grief for her best friend that just died instead of just charging on, as you said, but it's not just her being sad. It's pure rage. Like, don't fucking talk about him. And uh, it's just really interesting. Again, like, you know, this movie does not really mean to be this good and it is and nobody's heard about it it seems like nobody's watched it it's just like this movie's really good watch it but i'd never seen the trailer for it never seen a clip of it on any of these shorts or youtube nothing it's like it doesn't exist and i'm a person who will search out niche little films especially zombie films or british films or this should have i should have seen this long ago i know it's only five years old well maybe six I, I should have seen this long ago. Um, and part of the reason why I started doing my podcast was so that I would, because it was originally supposed to be, believe it or not, I would do new films. I would never do as if. Uh, but it was supposed to be where I did, it's supposed to be genuinely where I did films I'd never seen before, like all the way through. 
But I mean, you just want to talk about the mummy some days, don't you? So and Teddy. Yeah. So 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 that's kind of how it was meant to be. You know, I just can't believe it passed me by. I don't know why. I don't know how it has either because I absolutely I love zombie films, so I don't know how this one passed me by really. And then speaking of heartbreak, we end up with you know, well, again, if you've stopped crying at this point, you start crying again with Chris <laughs> and uh, Chris, uh, what's her name? Chris and Lisa. 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 Um, Lisa. And they just like they just get they get bitten, and but it's even in that, it's like just not just the sadness of what's happened to them, and you know, the using the film and uh, the his phone to use the video, um, and getting that kind of escaping. It's um, is it Steph? What's the girl's name? Steph. Steph, Steph I go for yeah. That, yeah. It's where she stood watching them and watching this and she she can't do anything. She has to make that awful like that gut wrenching decision. It's the right one to just turn away and go. She just and has she to go. even just waves that's another the scene wave. I wanted to yeah. talk about a little bit. Because, you know, they're the romantic heart of the movie. I think the movie is a lot about connection and stuff and on the one hand, you've got Anna and John, which is a beautiful friendship. And that obviously ends how it does. And on the other hand, we've got Chris and Lisa, who just wanted their Hollywood ending. All that they wanted was to be together and be happy. And have been he's been trying to get back to her the entire movie. And then to save their friend, they put themselves in jeopardy and get bit. And then they just see that each other is bitten. Again, they don't talk about it. They just look at each other's bites, look in each other's eyes, and just hug. And they're like, okay, we're going to spend this last little time dancing and being with each other. And Stephanie sees them, and he just gives her a little wave. and Because, you know, they weren't tight friends with her. She was, you know, a new girl. And she just waves at them and leaves them to die in peace together and it's heartbreaking it is absolutely heartbreaking i didn't see her as like new girl she clearly was like they knew her like she's the editor for their like the school newspaper i always took it as she just wasn't like part of that tight-knit group of friends like they know her Mm. and that but that wave is one of my favorite things i always kind of assumed she was like a transfer student and everything like her parents moved around no no, I took it as her parents like legitimately left her there because they didn't like she says it herself. She's the weird one, like getting far away from your weird daughter. Like, so for me, Steph was very much like she's been at that school. She knows these people. She's she's friendly with them, but I don't they're, they're not like the closest friends in the world. Like she knows that Anna's mom is is passed away because at, at that one point in the beginning, she's she's like yeah like at least you you know you you know you don't have a mom who or whatever like how she says it like and then sticks her foot in her mouth so she's used to like you can tell she's at least friendly with them and i think she becomes more friends like especially with chris because like she asked chris to come and record it like to to come and help with this herbert soup kitchen recording so that which is the story that the the principal the assistant principal was gonna or the assistant uh, head teacher was going to take down Headmaster? you know and what, like what yeah. <laughs> but he so she i think by the end of it like the two of them were closer even when they run away in the christmas trees she grabs him like she saves him mm-hmm. and i think for them like 
that moment where he just waves at her like and is like goodbye like i think that it's just such a poignant moment and it's so well done and sad between them but i never took it as like she was a new student i took it as she just she's not part of their core group like the four of them are the close like the best friends like that it's you know like anna john chris and lisa like they're they're the ones that hang out together they go on double dates you know like they do a bunch of stuff together like i felt like they were the core friend group and then like steph was just like they're friendly with her but they're not like she's not there and then on this night she just kind of was wrapped up in it and when you go through life and death situation you tend to bond yeah so by the end of it you're just trying to save everyone you can and I mean, I I like the fact that she's there for there to see them at least get reunited because she's spent the most time with Chris. And then by the end of it, like they don't get well, they don't get their Hollywood ending, but they get an indie movie ending where it's just very sad. <laughs> and know, it's so it. sad. It twists the knife so much when you see them later walking around as zombies, but they're like fingers brushed together yeah. as they're walking past. And it's just like it's romantic in a really weird way and sad like it it's impressive that it it isn't a laugh moment it's just kind of uh oh that was really sad and sweet and to just give that little uh, go ahead no so i I think steph's kind of to to go back a little bit i think steph's like the the most isolated of the characters, especially at the beginning, like she says, like her parents are in because she's American. If anyone else, she's American. Yes, and her parents are in New Mexico, or um, and her, her girlfriend won't return her calls. We don't know if her girlfriend's in America or what. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's the impression I got that she'd been there a while, but she she was new, maybe that year. I don't know. Um, but you do gather she kind of knows them a little bit, but she's kind of a lot. A bit of a loner in terms yeah, of Yeah, like, it doesn't seem like she has magazine. any fr- any real friends of her own. No. Well you see that scene where she's in the the like the closet or the little she, I don't know whatever she's the little editing room and she's looking through like she's looking at things for this story about that basically the head teacher like one well, tells her to kind of get rid of like um Oh I've got to say as well, I thought the uh the original head teacher, like not the deputy head teacher, the original, the old one who's about to retire, who's got like the "I'm retiring" sign. That scene <laughs> earlier on, where where she's doing that, Santa, give it to me. Where she's doing that song, he's uh-huh. like there, going like clapping, like hey, like you're really enjoying it, and you're like, you're like you should, I don't think you should be enjoying this. Like, I, he's, I don't think he's kind of all there, but it's uh, just, yeah. Yeah, I, was, I think everybody, the reaction shots of people in the audience in that song are so funny. Because, like, the one parents are, like, covering someone. Her, her <laughs> Mr. Savage gets a great death. I'll give him that. And he does get a great death, and he deserves it. He's awful. Awful, awful, yeah. awful. Which we kind of glossed over a little bit. But, yeah, so when they make it back to the school... Sorry for anyone listening. Um, we when we, get, when we get back to the school, um, you see that Mr. Savage had let in the zombies. And basically everyone who was hiding out at the school they're like they're dead like they are zombies now and i think that's like and then he basically like locks them in the room with the zombies to try and get them eaten and then that's when they escape and we go our separate ways and that's when chris and lee chris and lisa meet reunite and 
then uh you know anna and nick are are fighting and that's when you find out nick's nick's dad had died he had killed his dad had to kill his dad but his and then you get to the El finale, one of our finale numbers. <laughs> well, what he says, what Nick's dad says to him about again going to the depth. Sorry, Clinton, I forgot to say earlier. You know about the bit where Nick says um, about his dad. His dad's like, "Do do something right for the for, for once in your life." And it's like you can see like Nick's probably forever been this disappointment to his dad, who's like a very ardent military man uh, at the base nearby, which comes into play later, um, and. And he's like kind of let him down. His dad's like, "Look, do this, do do it right for once in your life," type thing. But yeah, again, no right to be this good. Right, yeah. exactly, because Nick is kind of the jerk of the movie. Like he should not be. Like you're watching this and you realize, like he's just as flawed, and he is not. Like he he is putting up a front for a lot of it. Like he is clearly you know like has a really rough relationship with his father and then at the end of it reveals that like he had to kill he had to put his dad down and like even in his parting words was like do something right for once like that's not even like i love you it was just do something right for once like it could, it had to be horrible for him so that's one yeah. of the moments i was like i feel bad for i feel kind of yeah because he seems like a jerk the <laughs> Which, whole movie and then it's like oh you get this insight into his character and what his life is like and it's really sad i will say the again the way they portray all these characters even you know it's not a long movie or anything is so realistic and understated and even just the ones that die or are dying and have to deal with horrible stuff the acceptance they have of things and their reaction. I really love the restraint this movie has. They're not freaking out. They're not screaming. They're not bawling. They're not, you know, they just, it is what it is. We have our time left. Let's, and for like when Anna's dad gets bit and she's just like, do you want me to, you know, help you end it? And then Nick comes running in and he's just like, no and like there's just so much there that's not said about you know even in the day since it happened with him like you don't need to go through your life with that and it's just a really beautiful story underneath all the horror and comedy and just the basic musical tropes and stuff it's got a lot of heart yeah it does Chris and his little light-up jumper, because you see them all kind of as zombies later. Well, before that, obviously, she... Uh, Steph gets away, and she kind of disappears for for a, little, for a short period of time. And mm-hmm. then she reappears in a trusted little Hyundai Gets, which is a great car. I learned to drive in that car. Love that car. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Amer- it's the kind of car that in, if you drove it in America, people would point and laugh at you because it's so small. Uh, but yes. over here, it's, it's not that small a car. <laughs> I know, but no offence, America. Oh, no, I don't... I was going to say, I, I don't know what you compensate for, but why such big cars? Like, why? I mean, I know your fuel, your gas. We like to carry a lot of stuff with us. <laughs> DVD collections? No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> I have a Chevy Cruze that was not folding very much. <laughs> like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a smaller car. <laughs> I'm a bit, yeah. Oh, do you guys want to talk at all about Anna and her dad? at the end 
Well, yeah, after we've had, after she finally defeats our uh, <laughs> our bad, bad guy. Um, yeah, the real I, bad guy, just, not the zombies. <laughs> I do love how, and they say Merry Christmas to each other, and I think that's... Because it uh, is Christmas, isn't it? Because they, no, they turn up exactly. and it's Christmas dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was eating his Christmas dinner. Um, but I like, I don't know, it felt like they... For me, goodbye can be either really emotional or it's just like, bye, you know, but I think for them, I think goodbye was too hard. And I like that they say Merry Christmas because it feels almost a little bit more emotional. There's so much unspoken in it. And just I think them saying Merry Christmas is almost more heartbreaking to watch than if they had had some big emotional Oscar bait worthy goodbye scene with them and her having a huge freak out over losing her father. You know, she's already lost her mother, what seems to be recently, and her best friend, and now her father. And, you know, the world's gone to shit. And, you know, they just kind of shrug and look at each other and Merry Christmas. And honestly, like, seriously, why this movie does not deserve to be this good. Like, how? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, Which again, John... You're welcome for letting you know about this. <laughs> and actually, that applies for both of us. Yes. <laughs> she parts ways with her dad, and by now you're probably, you know, sobbing unless you're just really good at not crying in movies. Um, they go outside, and there's another song, a little ballad, and the zombies are closing in, and it looks hopeless. and. Then Steph shows back up with her car and just like, bam, saved your life. And just the right amount of like letting up of tension. And uh, what do you think of the ending of this movie? I know kind of how my Sean feels about this, but how do you feel about the ending? Good as it could have been. I think, I think it's always tough to end a film like this because what do you do? Do you kill everybody off or... No, because the likelihood is they're going to go somewhere else and probably get killed, or the car's going to run out of gas. It's gas. Ha! Damn ha! it! But <laughs> the Americans, it's seeping in bit by bit. They, they, they run out of petrol somewhere. Um, no, that's not what I was laughing about. Um, Sean thinks this get... has a, has a hope, an optimistic and upbeat ending, and I think it's very pessimistic because I'm like, they're totally going to go die. Like, the world's going to shit. There's just three of them. They're gonna run out of fuel. Um, is my <laughs> uh, well for me, like the whole song, like the last song is "I Will Believe," and the, that song is about even like even with losing everything, as long as I am alive, I am hopeful, and like I have hope, and that's the point of the song. So, like, even if they are going off to be like to for to die somewhere else. The, the fact that it ends with them saying at least i have hope like it help it, it like for me that brings it into the the like bittersweet happy sad ending like and do do i th- i i honestly think they'd survive they are also the three smartest ones in the zombie apocalypse like they were the really? ones that the whole were... zombie apocalypse <laughs> well i mean out of from what we've seen in this, you know, in in their tiny little town, like these were the ones that I I just, you know, they're all people who came from like 
kind of broken backgrounds and they find like kind of a mini family in each other like and i like that like it's is it a I true hollywood ending no a nice little found family in it yeah so like it's not a it's not a true happy hollywood ending <laughs> no, but not, it's, it's a realistic one yeah. <laughs> so, i had to use it i'm sorry yeah, no no um <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it reminds me of uh, what me and uh, me and Clayton said when we we spoke about the ruins because that has alternative endings as well, and the mm-hmm. fact that Americans no, uh, well apparently do not like negative endings like pessimistic endings unless you're Clayton. Uh, like I absolutely love I like I love a pessimistic. I think it's pessimistic that ending. I think it's quite melancholy. Like they're probably going to go off to death, but they've survived for now. Yeah, and it's Christmas. Um, I think they will die shortly after the where the film ended, like a hundred percent. No, I I would say yes. Where you go, and I like I like melancholy endings. Like it depends. Like it, it if it's if the whole movie is devoid of hope, that's a little rough. But like you know, if a pessimistic ending happens, I get it. But like with this one, she that little smile she gives as she's looking out the window, she's free. Like all she wanted to do was leave. Like all she wanted to do was leave the town that's what she wanted like she wanted to leave she wanted to travel she wanted to go somewhere else and i feel like at the end of it that's what she gets to do so out of anyone i honestly like as much as i like nick and steph like they could die but i could see anna living like she and in my opinion she's the strongest person in the film and that's what like even when john says he's like you'll figure it out you always do and so when i'm watching this i like when she's looking out the window yeah she starts to cry with what she's lost but she then she gives that little like like a like her the corners of her lips just start Mm -hmm. to turn up a little bit because she she sees the leaving sign and she's getting what she wants does it cost too much yes but she does get to go and be like she gets to leave the town she gets to go travel like is it the worst way possible to have to go do it yes but she does kind of it's get, like Jesus Anna, kind of just join just join the Marines. Like there's been easier ways. Um well, um, I mean, they didn't do so well either against the zombies. So I mean like no. <laughs> Um but that's why I, I like I can see where you're coming from. And like in a lot of these movies, yes, you know they're going off to a certain death. But like I, I don't know. The at least the character of Anna for me, like, she spends the whole movie like all she wanted was to get out, and yes, she I don't know. She just, for me, she feels like a real survivor. Like, I feel like after the whole world is dead, she could still be the one person going. Oh, and that it, sounds it just, so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> the one person like, left. Like, well, you're, you're, not making, you're not making a better, better non-pessimistic mean, end for Hannah. She could be the last like, person a living on her. <laughs> Well, and then you give. I'm pretty positive you give up at that point. But for her, she's like even the song says. <laughs> what? Just let yourself. Yeah, like, just, why would you keep going? I could just but imagine like, you on top of this car. You're like the last person alive, like ever in the whole world, and you're just surrounded by zombies on all sides. And you just think, well, I'm the last one left. So you just elegantly swan dive it backwards into this crowd, <laughs> and they carry you like it's a rock concert and then devour you. But. I do love that even once in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just I don't know. I did have a zombie body uh, surfing moment. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I find this Proud to be an optimistic me. ending, and like I know I'm an I, I I'm a realistic I'm an optimistic realist, so like I, I hope for the for best, you. but I. I, and I I hope for the best, but I know it's not going to work out that way because reality is not the same as optimist. Like as reality is reality, but for this one, I, I just I, that little smile at the end of it is like she's getting what she wants. Like she lost a lot to get to it, but she is getting to travel and she's getting to be like she's doing something of what she would have wanted to do. And I don't I don't see them as going off to die. I saw them as you know they're going off to survive together I love that but that's just you. me <laughs> <laughs> i think like the movie told us earlier there's no such thing as a hollywood ending they are dead within the next few hours but it well, doesn't give a few days mean, give them a few days i yeah. they're exhausted they haven't slept they just i mean scotland's I pretty remote scott i mean that, it, see i i haven't really been around scotland yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it, yeah. I think I think once they get out of the town, then they should be, you know, they don't hit a city, they should be all right. So maybe it could be like a twenty-eight days later ending. You know, they could, you know, end up somewhere, but you you don't know. Yeah, I just yeah. I the biggest thing is I think there's a chance, and that is what I like about that is like oh, there's, so there's a chance. A chance. <laughs> the, the whole. The, there's the like she sings about it in the last song she's like as long as i as long as i breathe i will believe like there could be hope like you don't have like yes do is it realistic to think that they'll survive forever no like it really isn't but the movie gives you like the this is n not a hollywood ending but it is still an optimistic one at least in my opinion so and i no, no, no. Oh, I will not <laughs> my back. <laughs> uh, and that's all I got to say about that. So, uh, do you have anything else on the ending of the movie? Um, other shot <laughs> before we go into like our real final thoughts and maybe our uh, personal scores for it? The Father Christmas made me jump. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that is the one thing in this movie I'm like, really? A cheap jump scare right at the end. It, oh, I love it doesn't. It. It's a little funny, That's but it's just, it doesn't. Fit the, that is that is the Hollywood ending, honestly, right there. <laughs> so, um, my Sean, what is your if you have any other additional final thoughts, and what's your personal score on this? Uh, I mean, I think I pretty much said what I need to say. I really love this movie. I think it's it walks a really great line between emotional like storytelling and like comedy and horror. And it, it's, it's just told told extremely well. Um, for me, it's a personal, like I waver sometimes, but I think it really is a five. I love this movie. I think it's really, really intelligent. And I like the, the, the songs and the emotional heft to it. And I think it's, I think it's just a really well done zombie film in a very, very, very oversaturated genre. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what about you, Sean? Yeah, Sean I'd, with I'd, an E. <laughs> except after C. I don't know what that means. Um, she, <laughs> uh, 
Okay, it's gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what the hell was I going to say? Pop yourself off. Yeah, I'd, I'd say a, a decent four out of five because you guys got a five, don't you? Um, yeah. I'd say a good four out of five. I don't think it's perfect, but like Sean said, I think it's to stand out this much in the zombie genre is hard. And also, it just has like too many moments where you think this is genuinely very, very good. Um, it, from from all angles, from like a character point of view, the acting's re, you know the acting's decent for all of them. The songs are decent, but there's not it's not like there's loads of them, so you don't feel like there's too many of them. Um, the action's really good. Like I don't know what the budget was, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's and they walked apparently they won't tell anybody what it was, no. um, but it wasn't big. <laughs> But I thought it was great. Like I thought, like even when there's that like headless snowman head, like that doesn't look bad. And I think mm-hmm. all the way through it, it genuinely looks like a a bigger budget fit probably than it than it was. So I've got to give it respect for that. And it's it's quirky and fun, and and it's set at Christmas. It's set across Christmas and things. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I loved it. I, I, I good four out of five for me. So I think. This might be my favorite zombie movie ever. Um, I would not have said that before now, I think, but having watched it a couple times in quick succession with a more critical eye, up until then, I probably would have been like, you know, 28 days later, like revolutionized the zombie genre. But Anne and the Apocalypse is just so fun and so heartfelt and so original in the genre, in a lot of genres, actually. And just does it all so well and without any sense of pretentiousness. And I just really love it. It is, going from my gut, a five-star film for me. I watch this every single Christmas in rotation. Um, If I was, like, you know, a big critic somewhere, would I give this a five? I don't know. Maybe not. But, like, for me, myself... It's a five star, and I don't feel any sense of shame for giving that five stars. Uh, some movies, you know, I'm just like, Ugh. I just really love it. But no, I think it's really good. Uh, I adore it. Easy five for me. Um, like you said, budget of this movie, nobody knows, and they refuse to tell. So let's just assume very, very small. Uh, opening weekend, worldwide, wherever it was released. It made, and I'll just use the exact dollars because it's not a lot, $52,588 on its opening weekend. And worldwide total, everything it made, $673,523. Which, considering how much this was made for, whatever uh, it was, that might have actually been really awesome for them. (laughs) But yeah, that's all it made. That's how many people saw this on a big screen, and that is awful. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I I, I think it'll become a cult classic. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, think it is well of, on its way. It's I, yeah. I think cult cult films thrown around too much, to be honest, uh, now. Mm. But I do think this should truly be, become one. It deserves to become one. Um. Yeah, I thought. I thought I, who cares about critics? And money isn't everything. Um, yeah. It's more the money thing is more, you know, how many people got to see this and know about it. And like you said, I mean, 
you live fairly close to Scotland. This didn't even get a UK release, and nope. you'd never heard of it. And you try to find niche films and everything. I think that says something about it. Yeah, and I think that says something about it, that it's just like people don't know about it. And they should, because it's yeah. fantastic. It's um, got one of those titles, hasn't it? It's got one of those titles, like Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It's got a very kind of... It's got a title that you'd remember. But I'd never... <laughs> Sorry, what? I love Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I've Sorry. never seen it. <laughs> Neither have I. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no! Still... Put it on the okay. list. Put it on the list. It's going on the list. You will have to guess for it. All right, all right, all right. Um, I, I, I've you talk about Shaun of the Dead. It's me. directed by Edgar Wright. Like, like, oh god, it is Edgar Wright, isn't it? Oh, god, yeah, god. that's why I'm like, what? Edgar Wright also <laughs> directed <laughs> last night in Soho. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen Baby Driver. I haven't seen a lot of... I don't think I've seen it many of Edgar Wright since. Uh, Edgar Wright's pretty great. Baby Driver. Baby Driver's really good. Last night Last in night Soho, I really like two-thirds of was... it. But it's very pretty. Yeah. I just... He's really good. I, I love Edgar Wright. But, yeah. He's always a very stylish director. Um, so, what do you guys want to guess that this movie is on the Letterboxd? Um... Out of five stars, the film community on Letterboxd, what do you think out of who has seen this movie, what its average rating is? People have no class. So I'm <laughs> it's a bit harsh. Uh, so I am going to guess they gave it two out of five because people are idiots. Oh, that's a bit harsh. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to be funny, but I think people are genuinely a bit snobby when it comes to films. So I'm going to go two yes. out of five. I mean, especially uh, for Letterbox, that is not a uh, bad assumption. Letterbox never, is a little, never bit been a, a little bit of a snobby community. Proud to be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, since it's so hard to find, to be honest, like and it's a movie that not everyone knows. Um, I think the people that have seen it, uh, like I've seen it talked about a lot on like film Twitter. Which what is, is film Twitter? Well, it's just like a uh, lot of people. We who will are involved get with into film, <laughs> film <laughs> Twitter. Twitter. Is it, we that's uh yeah. We will explain. I don't want to. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, later, it's, it's, um... <laughs> just message me. It's fine. Yes. It's... Yeah. It's basically like people who are involved with film in some way, shape, or form. No, it's not even people it's involved with Twitter. Of... It's like the discourse about film on Twitter. Like the people that are arguing and talking about movies and film. Film Twitter is just one of those. Anyway, I'll explain it. I'm using mine as um... I'm using mine as a more broad termed of film Twitter Um, as like anyone who has like the people I follow who have seen it. They've generally loved it. Um, I'm going with three point five out of five. Okay, and what was yours again? Two. Two. It is a three point two out of five. Ooh, swinging a miss, Sean. <laughs> it is higher. It is higher than it is on IMDb, though, because they gave it a six, and that's a six point four. Uh, you know, you said IMDb; it was a six earlier. So yeah. out of five, yeah. three point two is six point four. So that's a little higher. Mm. Still, damn too low. Yeah. But, yeah. Discussion. You know, what so. are you gonna do? The people had their 
boat and you know every time i watch it i plug in a little five stars and hope it goes up a little bit eventually <laughs> everyone is entitled to their opinion and they can vote yes. whichever way they like remember yes. that about... no i'm joking that's <laughs> like uh anyway so uh, sean before we get into our socials do you have anything you want to plug tell people about your podcast and what your socials are and everything yeah sure um i'm sean from uh, review it yourself um a podcast where we talk about well we me uh i talk about films um we have a side series like defend it yourself where you can come on like clayton has done and i'm wanting sean to come on at some point Clayton came on and defended the ruins, uh, a two thousand and eight horror film, uh, which was which was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, we have got a, a video podcast side series now, uh, Visit it Yourself, where I take people round the uh, battlefields of Northern England, or at least some of them. Um, uh, yeah, what else? Uh, absolutely all sorts. Um, I have lots of guests, lots of different podcasters on. We go from kind of serious films occasionally uh, to really light-hearted stuff. Something for everyone, very eclectic stuff from all over the place. I'm not a massive fan of Marvel, so if you're looking for you know something a bit different, uh, come over and check it out. Um, you know, yeah, no politics, <laughs> no pandering. There's no point to it either. Lots of tangents. So yeah. If oh, you yeah, do uh, want to hear him talk about yeah. Marvel, though. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, if you want to hear me talk about Marvel, um, you can become a patron. Uh, on Patreon, and there's a behind the scenes uh, for Visit It Yourself, which I've done. Um, I got caught talking to myself by uh, two dog walkers uh, because I was doing the behind the scenes, filming like extra bits, <laughs> trying to get through a really narrow. I, I was trying to get through a really narrow gap in a, in like a wall, and I cut it anyway. So some just like really silly behind the bit behind the scenes parts about that, um, and and also yeah, we're on Twitter. It's at Yourself Review. We're on Instagram. It's Review Yourself Podcast 2021. And you can also email. It's Review Yourself Podcast at gmail.com and breathe. But no, thanks for having me on again, guys. A hey, pleasure as always. I already told you, anyone... like, if I can't find a guest for something, I'm just going to start being like, Sean, you busy? <laughs> And also, anyone who uses, uh, who calls Michael Bay Films Bay Bayhem in their podcast, it is a great <laughs> podcast, and that definitely <laughs> happened. I I will never refer to Michael Bay's films as anything but Bayhem from now on. <laughs> I, do, I, uh, I got it from. Uh, I've got to give a big shout out just for his help when I started the podcast. Uh, ben from Film Floggers, if you want to go over and check that out, uh, that's I first heard it on that. We reviewed um, The Rock with, uh, with Connery and Nicolas Cage. It's a it's a Michael Bay film. And he said Bayhem, and I was like, I'm having that. Um, so, yeah. That, uh, yeah, I think that term needs to take off because that is a very so. accurate description of Michael Bay films. Absolutely. I will say I am one of the few defenders of Pearl Harbor. I quite like it. Oh, my God. Do you know what? That's weird. I was literally about to say, I quite like Pearl Harbor. Would you guys like to come and review? Would you like to come and talk about that on my podcast? But uh, I would 100%. I own that movie. I will 100% come talk about that on your podcast. I will make time like, what is the date? Isn't December 7th? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) a couple of days. We should try to do this fast. (laughs) Get it out in a timely. (laughs) That is is a lot of work. That's three hours long. (laughs) 
and it's it's an American tragedy as well, so we don't want to don't want to come across as kind of exploitative, do we? So yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's, I, mean, I mean, the movie kind of. Is. I mean, I, yeah. I do really like it, though. Um, yeah. Anyway, I would a hundred percent be willing to do an episode about Pearl Harbor with you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Oh, it'll be an excuse to watch it it was so funny i think uh the other day i was doing something and my dad was watching and it was literally just the opening strains of the pearl harbor music and i haven't oh, yeah. watched it in forever and i was just walking and i didn't look at the tv and i was like are you watching pearl harbor because he yeah. usually doesn't watch stuff like that yeah. <laughs> and he was like yeah how did you know and i'm like you know how many times I've listened to that soundtrack and score yeah. and seen that movie? I recognize those haunting opening notes of that film. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and, good uh, soundtrack. Hands of We had a, uh, an, I had two actually. So that's one, and there's a second weird Pearl Harbor instance I've had recently. So I think this is just meant to be. I was at a, a smoke shop buying some cigarettes, and the clerk. A what shop? A smoke shop. People can go and buy like vape juice and cigarettes and. Oh right, right, okay, right, okay, just. Uh, anyway, <laughs> just, uh, sorry, go. If, yeah. You sounded depending, so confused. <laughs> depending on what state, you know, you can buy marijuana and stuff. Not here, but. Oh, anyway, I see. I was, right, I, was I was in there. It's just stuff to do with smoking, and uh, I was in there buying some cigarettes, and the guy was watching something on his phone, and I was just like, "Are you watching Pearl Harbor?" And he was like, "Yeah," and I was like is it streaming somewhere or something? Because it's not something you really hear about people watching. Yeah. And he was like, no, I own it. And I was like, cool. Me too. Because I, it's one of the movies I do own digitally is Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I think it's on, I think uh, it's on Disney Plus. I think. Uh, maybe over maybe there. Disney, Disney Plus in the UK and around the world is very different than in America. Like ours usually doesn't have movies like that. A lot of ours, uh, they just a lot of our streaming services have like our DRM, like their digital rights stuff. So you can't like watch certain things unless you're in like a different country. So, yeah. and the Disney service, like I think you can watch like Pretty Woman on Disney and other places because you know they own the rights to that now. But over here, Disney, like, <gasps> it is, it is. Sorry. Sorry, it is. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, it's called uh, something else, but like now, you know, a lot of that stuff would be on Hulu, but they don't have Hulu. Yeah, we don't have that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's just a weird thing. But anyway, uh, off the Pearl Harbor tangent, that again, yes, I would love to do that. <laughs> I love Pearl Harbor, and I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, it'll be going on straight after we finish. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want to find us on the socials you can find us at twitter you know as long as it servers are working at triple m pod with three m's i am at just happy to see you number two letter c letter u this sean is at smurf 013 s-m-u-r-p-h 013 you can also find us on letterbox doing our best to bring up movies scores one review and rate at a time I am at just happy to see you. Number two, letter C, letter U. Sean is at Murph the Smurf, M U R P H T H E S M U R P H. We are also one of the hottest things on Instagram right now, obviously, 
as Triple M Pod with three M's. Um, if you're on Facebook, you can find us on a Facebook page, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies. And if you want to email us, you can find us at the wonderfully brief email address of Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies Pod at gmail.com. And uh, one more thing, Sean, what are we watching next week? Oh, so this one is one of my childhood favorites. Actually, let's just call it favorites. Um, and it is a really good Christmas movie. But you can also watch it towards Halloween, too. We're going to watch Henry Selleck's <laughs> The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> never seen it. <laughs> because he, right? You've never, never seen never it? Never seen it. <gasps> oh, think, that hurts my on, heart a little bit. I think it's bit. on Disney Plus as well. I might have to watch it. Too, oh, but. trust me, Probably. that one's worth it. It's yes, one of my it's favorite very good. movies, and it's like time. it's like seventy minutes long. It's easy, easy little watch. It's charming. You'll love it. Yeah, um, you're gonna have a nice dark musicals day. I love this. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> zombie musical followed by a little like gothic Halloween musical. I love skip it. it. I'll be skipping to work. Won't I? Like... <laughs> yeah, yes. it's a. Uh... If you're not it's, singing This Is Halloween by the end of it, I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's quite good. It's very... You should watch it once in your life. I blame it, I blame Clayton. I keep... I've told him I started to watch Hamilton and I only watched half an hour of it because I got distracted by something. And then... But I can't stop. And he was like, oh, you've got to listen to this. And he sent me, you'll be back. And that's... Oh, I, the amount of times I've listened to that. <laughs> I will, I will kill, kill your, your friends, friends and family. To remind you of my love. It's the bit where yep. he's just like he, he, he's great, Jonathan Groff. To be fair, but it's the bit where he he, yes, he does he the is. the British accent, but he's where he's like when and when push comes to shove. I'm like, you don't need to say it like that, but it's great. I loved it. It's a character well, choice, a hundred percent. Everybody, because uh, sorry, because <laughs> yeah, then he does the shoulder thing. Yeah, the... yeah, I love it. That's another thing. If I'm in the car and I'm listening to that, I have to just like, yeah, I gotta get the shoulders moving. You know, <laughs> I gotta do it. Uh, anyway, I know times are hard, and yeah. It's rough out there, guys, so don't forget to be kind, and if you want to be really kind, you could maybe give us a five-star rate, or even a review, if you have the time, and thank you so much again, Sean, for coming on. I dearly love having you as a guest, and every time we get to talk to you, I wish you could come on every week sometimes. <laughs> Trust me, but... if I didn't have a hell of a lot to do, I, I would. I, I right, you know, <laughs> you've got a podcast, a Patreon, and actually, you know, like life. <laughs> yeah, I work. You know? Yeah, you know, somebody messaged me thinking I didn't work. I was like, yes, I work. I think well, with week? your with your output, it's yeah. understandable. You know, I know. How many You can, yeah, like F- five. I've got in, sat there waiting. Like, to do go you off. sleep? <laughs> yeah, I try to anyway. <laughs> Sleep, it's overrated. My little kitten's been no, it's sleeping not. under my hip for this entire recording. At least it hasn't been walking across the computer, but has been having a very nice 
what is it? Kip. Skip had a very nice Kip. Kip, yeah. Um, yeah. Which <laughs> I have that, learned that, that, that is sleep here. Yes, it's nap in British. Um, but anyway, until next time, I guess we will all tell you goodbye. <laughs> Thanks Later, again, guys. Sean. Yes, no, Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.